on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will bust out their fedora hats to break down the latest episode of The Bad Batch and its mysterious ancients. After Bad Batch time, they'll shift gears to a new report from the Acolyte about Daphne Keene's character. And they'll also talk about the latest celebrity guest attending Celebration 23. Of course, the show will end with the Question of the Week responses and the latest round of Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features. Punch a Chewy! Off, so yeah, I don't have to yeah, go you don't, that you don't want to relive. All right, here we go. Yeah. Hey now, everybody! Sorry about that. It's been a day <laughs> of delays. It's 2.39. We're super late today. Let me turn on Nick's mic. We don't want to Hi. silence him. Okay, this Whoa. is the, we, we do not cancel here at the Star Wars Time Show unless you deserve it. And, and Nick <laughs> has not warranted a canceling, so I brought him back. Uh, but yeah, we were. <laughs> that was one of our... You know, typical openings here to the Star Wars Time Show. You, you don't get the, the the joys of our shitty openings if you just listen to the podcast version. Uh, so you should, if you got time, or or you, you don't have to be here live, but you should always check out the video version on YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show, because we we just can't do it. Uh, we we would fail in the radio biz. We would hit the post. We would we would step on the post non-stop or just completely miss it because we we never start when we should our intro will end there will be black screen there'll be dead air <laughs> then we'll then we'll cut on there'll be video but no audio it's it's just the star wars time show i, I don't know how else to explain it so, so it welcome it you never welcome. know what you're gonna get <laughs> just a complete disaster but that's why we're here and that's why you love us or at least don't know about us <laughs> so welcome back. Welcome back. We do this shit every week. If you want to join, if you're new here, if you, or if you do want to try to live stream the video version, don't forget every week, 2.30 p. East on Tuesdays at Star Wars Time Show on YouTube. So, you know, we're, we're here to talk Star Wars. Um, unfortunately, we had another bad batch that, that kind of just played within itself. So uh, we'll, we'll take that conversation as far as we can. You know, last week we were all worried, him and Holland, like, will this even be a good show? The the episode was entertaining, but it really didn't push anything forward. We didn't we didn't get to see the Empire, nothing about Crosshair, so on and so forth. And, and we still almost rattled out a three-hour show. Uh, but this week, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll the, the, see what happens this week because, uh, I mean, I, I, I will say this. I thought it was a fun little, and Indian, we're going to use Indiana. this word. Well, Indiana it's a fun little self-contained episode. Matt Matt <laughs> threw that word to me in the break, and I was like, you know what? That's a good word to use for it. Self-contained. Yeah, that, that's so. Little- so those that have fallen along, you know, here at least myself, and and I don't think Nick would, but uh, we don't use the term filler for Star Wars content because I I don't believe in it. I, I'm against it. Uh, filler content to me, as I've said, would be literally like just watching an episode of Star Wars characters staring at a wall. And that's it. Um, but I, it's getting harder and harder to to pretend that that we're not getting some filler s type of content in the Bad Batch's latest two episodes. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll spin it. 
We'll tell you how it's not filler, even though it kind of was. But like I said, I, I can't say it. I can't use it when I'm describing <laughs> Star Wars. So that's why Nick and I agreed to settle on self-contained. Okay. <laughs> but I think we're, we're going to have some fun with it because it, it was another episode where actually it was the first episode I can remember since breaking down new Star Wars on Disney Plus where there, there truly was zero references or eggs, or anything of note. So I only had to do one video last week, which worked out because it was a snow day here. So I had to be home for the kid, um, but it was nice. But yeah, um, because of that, we are going to examine the the whole concept of Star Wars Ancients today, okay? Yes. Uh, we, I, we, we both kind of have an idea on, on what was going on on that planet and what ancient race was probably responsible for that mech. Uh, but, but, but we're going to kick the tires on, on another ancient race that has been recanonized as recent as Andor. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to kick... This dead horse type of Bad Batch episode as hard and as often as we can <laughs> to try to squeeze some sort of life out of it. But we, we've got some other stuff to talk about, some celebration announcements, an acolyte, Diddy, of course, our fan segments. But more importantly, it's pop culture time. You know, we always open the show with pop culture talk. Uh, we we expanded our horizons, our, our coverage during the pandemic, and have just kind of been running with it. And we usually talk about things that either Nick or myself have gotten mixed up in in the PC universe in between shows. So um, this week I'm coming back to you with another The Last of Us story. Uh, I just you know I'm 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 caught up now. Nick is 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 he's getting there. I'm okay? I'm only on episode one. Okay. <laughs> so he, he's on the I, first. I'm, and it's a longer episode, so, you know, we'll give him a pass. It, it's a longer one. It's like hour 20. But he's getting there. But I, I, I just watched the most recent episode, the we'll call it the Bill and Frank episode. Uh, very light spoilers for the TV version, for the game version. Go fuck yourself. It's been out for almost a decade, 5,000 different versions. Uh, but I, I have to say, Nick, and again, you, you can listen here. Um... Episode three of The Last of Us, which predominantly focused on the characters of Bill and Frank from the video game, is is hands down the best episode of the season, and quite frankly, is probably one of the most touching episodes of um, post-apocalypse genre storytelling I've ever consumed. It uh, it. it it definitely completely changes the story of Bill and Frank from what you get in the game. It, it honors their roots and that they were a, uh, you know, a gay couple that, that kind of met after the world went to shit. But in, in the movie, they change it comp- drastically. The, the story of Bill and Frank and the relationship and how, how it plays out. And I, I'm not really going to go into the changes because Nick hasn't seen it yet. Uh, but, but all I can tell you in using broad strokes is that it's one of the it's one of the greatest depictions of of a love story I, I've ever seen, and it's a gay love story. So for some people, it's probably going to rub you the wrong way and turn you off. I'm not going to dive into why you feel that way, seeing you know gay people love each other. Uh, but if you can get past that and just think about humans, it is one of the most touching love stories I've ever seen. Speaking of love. 
here she is. We're not going to ignore her this week. I learned my lesson last week, even though I was just about to start crying talking about The Last of Us. But she's here. She is. She's back. And uh, what would we watch this week? Oh, we're doing our check this out. Charlie wanted to start an MCU rewatch in chronological order. So wow, right of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we started with uh, who? Captain Iron. America. Captain America. Oh, then Captain we watched America. like one episode of Agent Carter. Right. It's um Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel came next, and then Iron, Iron Man. One, then yeah, two. That's right. And then we, I uh, broke out the Incredible Hulk because technically it is part of that early uh, MCU and. I think like most people, she was like, what the hell is this? Why does he look different? I don't like this. <laughs> so, all right, buddy. Good to see you. Welcome home. All right. So back to the uh, serious stuff here. Uh, but, but yeah, not, not to like go too deep into it because Nick hasn't seen it. But it, it just, like I said, I mean, it is, it is a depiction of, of a gay love story, but that, that really shouldn't matter. It's a depiction of love between two humans in, in, in a time where you would think this stuff doesn't happen, right? It, it, I mean, there, society has collapsed. Humans are mostly shitty towards each other. Everyone's just trying to survive, but there's this story, this, this beautiful story of, of Bill and Frank. And as I was telling Nick before we went live, I mean, as the story progresses and you kind of see where things are going, I mean, it covers, Nick, it covers like 16 years, uh, this, this oh, story wow. of okay. Bill and Frank. So it, it's, and really, that's why this show's so great. I mean, the game is fucking fantastic. One of the greatest game narratives ever. But the show, Nick, is every episode, it adds these new layers that the game would never approach. And this episode is, is dedicated to that because it gives you the story of Bill and Frank essentially from the fall of civilization up to when the show's taking place in, in 2023. So it's just fantastic. And, and to kind of round this out, Nick Offerman, you know, the, the curmudgeonly carpenter guy who, you know, made a career off of like dry humor and parks and rec and all that type of stuff. Yep. Yep. Nick Offerman should should win the presidency okay i I don't (laughs) give him a fucking egot give him all he he should get an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony for his performance of bill because you won't even recognize the individual the way that thanks to his performance based on how we know nick offerman to be you know he he kind of is a guy like you know when he shows up in a property he's going to be the Nick guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's going to be, he kind of like plays himself a bit. Yeah, exactly. This Nick, I'm telling you, man, like the guy, he, he did it all. I, I mean, it was just a, a, it was a beautiful performance, overly convincing. You could totally see Nick Offerman as a survivalist, a doomsday prepper who Bill was, uh, but the way they, they handle, you know, the, the relationship with, with Frank and obviously the, the, the tender scenes, the love scenes, it's just, it, it's fantastic. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, this isn't the last of us time show, but I, I just, I had to comment on that piece of pop culture because, you know, as, as Trevor is saying in here, one of the best episodes of any show I've seen that it's true. It really is. And sadly, I, I think it's only going to be true for people that, you know, I hate to use this term, but that's kind of how it's been portrayed 
uh, woke people like myself. You know, I'm, I'm okay being woke. If woke means that I'm not a racist and I understand that there's some fucked up shit going on in this world for certain populations, okay, I'm woke. Uh, but I, I think people that don't like woke are, are probably going to be rubbed the wrong way by this episode, and it's a shame, but we all know how they think, and they're, they're not enlightened, I guess, is, is one way to, to talk about it. So there you go. There's, there's my two cents on The Last of Us. Long, I think Long, Long Night is the title of the episode, but titties. I mean, just a masterpiece. <sighs> okay. Yeah, the music's great. Like they, Nick, they, they just, I don't know if they got the same guitarist from the game. It, yeah, it is. Gustavo okay. Santolaya. Yeah, I the mean, whole, the, the guy, he's, he's just, he's a gem. I mean, he just plucks like those, those notes, finger picks it, and it just, it sucks you right in and, and really kind of adds to the emotional punch. All right. We're not done yet, though, because I don't know if you guys were paying attention today. And this is a Star Wars podcast, just in case you're new here. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, we, we're, we're all geeks and nerds. We, we all kind of like the same things. We all like to play in similar universes, be it Star Wars, Marvel, uh, DC. So th- this little ditty's on DC. And if you've been paying attention, uh, DC's creative direction was, was kind of rebooted in 2022. They brought in James Gunn and I think Peter Safran to oversee it for the next 15 years. And, and Gunn and him, they've been meeting for months and, and planning shit out. But today, Gunn finally made some official announcements. So uh, we now have the official DC Universe roadmap. And hey, guess what? They're going movies and TV, similar to something that starts with M. So, Nick, Mr. Gunn, who, who I love, he's one of my favorite creators out there. Um, and I'm, I'm a little concerned on the TV lineup, but we'll talk about that. But he announced the DC movie lineup for the near future and the DC HBO TV series lineup for the near future. And it sounds pretty cool. So real quick, DC movie wise, we're kicking things off with Superman Legacy, which is going to be written by James Gunn. Film is scheduled to hit theaters July 11, 2025. So even as, as fucked up as the DC universe is, they're still able to get Star Wars movies on a schedule and in theaters. I mean, <laughs> their movies yeah. in a theater yeah. on a schedule before Star Wars. Okay, um, and this movie is going to be a focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing, a.k.a. every other like beginning Superman movie. But yeah, Nick, I think, was, you, yeah. I think you hit on to something, though. Um, it, it does sound like this movie may heavily be be heavily focused on the early years the 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 smallville kansas type of deal which would be different but if it's like okay the first half is hey he's here and and now he's superman metropolis like we've literally seen that five thousand times so Uh, yeah i was gonna say (laughs) like my issue is like i'm glad that gun got his shot to to lead dc because they need somebody to be able to do something correctly over there but it's like, dude, if you're just going to release, say, like, here's another Batman movie. Here's another Superman movie. Here's another Wonder Woman movie. Here's another this movie. It's like we've seen those like we've seen especially the Superman and Batman characters redone over and over again so many times that like, man, he it, they really need to be good to even get me interested. Okay, because at yeah. this point, I'm like, 
Superman, yay, awesome. Superman's a fucking boring ass character. Like, I don't know if people just don't know how to write him or if like Superman is inherently a boring ass character. But like, I have no interest in a Superman movie. See, Batman, you're not we've wrong. had so many fucking Batman movies. Like, I don't care about another Batman origin story. Well, like, just wait. We're not done yet. So save oh some God. of your vitriol. Save some of your vitriol. Um, but he, here's the deal. I, I will agree with you on, on the Superman thing, but there are DC Universe animated Superman movies that are excellent, like edgy dark so, somewhat surprising so that there are people out there writing yeah who, good, who like know how good to do superman it. stories but so, for some reason it doesn't make it the live action but listen it's james gunn i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt the guy really has never disappointed me with any of his projects so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my hate for now <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wish cavill was still involved because i liked him as superman but I, I can get over that uh okay so here's the next movie nick the authority Wild Storm characters will join the DCU as members of the Authority, take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. I have no clue what that is, so cool. Something new, something I've never heard of in DC. Do you, do you have any idea who these fuckers are? The, the Authority no, and I, Wild Storm and... Nothing at all. Like, honestly, I don't know shit about DC outside okay. of just, like, the very basic, like, characters and, like, the the like the big mains, I guess you would say. I, right. Like, I, I had much more knowledge about marvel stuff than i do about dc stuff gotcha the copycats um so here you go let's see how how this tweaks your tits the next movie nick the brave and the bold the dcu will introduce its batman and robin in this unusual father-son story inspired by grant morrison's comic series now is that a batman story that interests you since it's not the genesis or do you just want to kill batman I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. so is this like so? What the fuck is going on with just this wait, Matt we're, Reeves Batman? Don't worry, we're, we're we're getting there, buddy. Oh my just God. just just hold on. Notice they say it's Batman and Robin. So yes, you have inferred correctly. <laughs> Even with James Gunn rebooting the DCU, there's still gonna be multiple Batman. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, that, that it's a problem. It's a problem, and like that, I don't know if it's because they don't want to. Like if because like Matt Reeves signed a three movie deal and they I, I can't think, pay I think, him out of it. I think or, you're right. I think you're right. It, it, yeah. it Nick to me it's sounding like the Reeves Batman is essentially its its own alt universe at this point, where it, it's going to live in DCU, but it is it, it is separate from what the fuck they're doing. Uh, uh, because yeah, the uh, Batman Part Two ready to hit theaters October third, twenty twenty five. Uh, so continuing on, this one kind of excites me. We're going to get a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie, which is a science fiction adventure. I think that's what I like. I love sci-fi, which will be based on Tom King's amazing award-winning recent comic stories presents a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I was a fan. So I was a fan of the the Arrowverse. I will say that. Like I didn't, like I, I watched multiple seasons of all of the shows. I didn't finish them. And I know that kind of the Arrowverse is is coming to a close, either came to a close recently or is coming to a I close believe the soon. Flash is running its final season, and I think that'll be yeah. it. So, like, those, like, I, I enjoyed the Supergirl show with uh, Melissa Benoist, or however you say her last you name, I may have mispronounced that. Um, I, I, I truly enjoyed the Arrow show with Stephen Amell. 
um, and and the Flash with Grant Gustin, like all of those three shows, I enjoyed from a like a TV, like not even like a prestige TV, but just from like a network TV perspective. I thought that they were all no, very they well they executed. they had a really good run. But I like you, I um I, I've I've fallen off. I mean, I'm a season or two behind on Flash, and at this point, it's like who even gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what did it to me is like just realizing that there was no. Like at a point where I was trying to keep up with DC movies, knowing that there was absolutely no connection between right. the, what was happening with the DC films and what was happening in these shows. I was like, well, what's like if there's if there's not going to be crossover, if there's not even going to be a discussion of like events that happened within the shows in the movies or vice versa, then like. Why the fuck am I trying to keep up with all this stuff? It's just too much to try to. Yeah. To, and again, to, it's just another with. stumble by DC. Cause if you remember Marvel, even agents of shield still a- tangentially of shield. Yeah. ties into the MCU. I mean, if you go and you know, I obviously recently did this, but if you go to sites, like I want a true chronological rewatch, Nick, they, that's like, all right, watch this movie, watch three episodes of agents of Shield, agents of shield season one, watch this movie, yeah. this short, go back to shield. So I, I, I do I do agree with you there. All right, moving on. Swamp Thing is getting his own movie. I've I have like zero draw to Swamp Thing, but I know to like DC Faithful, he's like a big important character for some reason. I don't get it. Uh, it just never really interests me. But hey, it is what it is. We got Superman. I'm happy. And then like we said, the Batman Part Two is still on the schedule. And and in the live stream chat here, SW Black Series clips brings up a good point. Um, what's his name? Todd, whatever the fuck his name is. His Joker, I believe, is filming now too. With uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, so the the is that a part of the DCU or is that, that another thing it's, where it's like? But that's well, I mean, it has to be a part of DC, just license wise. But yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's not even on Homeboy's list here. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I really I mean, don't I, know. Like again, like. Again, this is not against Gunn. This isn't against anybody who's just Gunn or Peter Safran. But like, if you're if you're DC and you're Warner Brothers and you really want to do a reboot, like you want to say like, hey, we're starting from ground zero. You need to shoot those movies in the face. Yeah, yeah, like I, you I, need I, to cancel them and just be like, look, I appreciate what you've done. I know we had a deal, but hey, we're moving in a different direction and we're trying to set precedent and we're trying to build a universe around. Yeah. You're like these stories. You're not wrong at all. But I, I think what you said a few minutes ago is, is what's happening. Too much money yes. has been spent. I mean, Contract the, jail. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Aquaman two still coming out, even though that, that DCU is killed, but Momo his second Aquaman is still releasing because you know, they're, they're knee deep in the green. And I don't think they're ready for the, the PR smack to, to start canceling movies again, like they did with Batgirl. So yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I, I like you have enjoyed everything that I've seen from Gunn. Um, I, I, yeah. I truly do believe that he's a good filmmaker. I don't know anything about Peter Safran. I think he's just kind of like a like an exec guy who's worked. Yeah, on I think you're stuff. right. I think he's probably more producerish, front office type. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen the the Gun movie where it's like a dark Superman take? We're like this, oh, this kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The kid, the one with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I, literally Superman, but not. And, but the guy is like evil, you know, he uses his power to like kill shit yeah. and kill his adoptive parents and whatnot. It's actually pretty good. But I mean, that's gun. Like I, yeah, 
I don't know if I've ever watched anything Gunn. I'm just like, eh, I don't like it. I, I like Gunn. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he writes. I, lo- I love his, his, obviously, I think one of Gunn's best assets is how he pairs, uh, you know, rock music with his shows. It's it's yeah. like a, he's better than anyone. I think Quentin Tarantino's up there, too, with that ability. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, Bright, Brightburn. There we go. Thanks, Bat. Brightburn right, yes, was that, that movie. Was- What's going to be interesting to me is that, okay, so Gunn is essentially taking the Kevin Feige role. Correct. And, and like the, yeah, it, but it's split. Ke- so it's like, he, for what I understand, Gunn and Saffron equals Feige. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say is that Feige's not a filmmaker. Like Feige is an expert talent he's a producer. He's a produ- he produces. Yeah, he's, he's a producer, but he, he's done something in the MCU that nobody's been able to achieve before or since. And that is taking And like, they've tried it with star Wars and we saw it failed. It's fucking it's crazy. Taking, like that, Nick, that still blows my mind to this day. Cause I know, you know, we all heard about <laughs> Disney plus. I was like, it's, it's a no fucking brainer. I mean, how, how do you, it, it, it's star Wars. Hello. You got, exi- yeah. you got existing legends you could tap into, but it's fucking star Wars. You create new stuff and you are right. We, we still, the movies have failed. The, the the shows we had the Mando verse, but it's like it, it could be even more interconnected. Yeah, and, and I think that, that like what Gunn needs to try to achieve is that managerial aspect of what Feige does, because I don't think Feige. I mean, I'm sure that Feige is working with these directors, these writers to say like, Hey, here's the overarching kind of storyline that we're going for in this phase. Obviously phase four was a little bit of a flat one in comparison to the three prior. Ant-Man's got Ant-Man phase five, buddy. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Quantumania looks like it'll be fine. We're we're finally going to get our big bad, but I don't know if, if Gunn has the ability to do what Feige does. No, you're right. Not only find the talent, but also to be like, Hey, look, you can tell your story. You can tell your story in the in in the voice and tone that your story is told. But we're all working towards an overarching goal of this narrative. Yeah. And he's been able to do that successfully for nearly twenty years at this point. And it's going to be interesting to see if Safran and and Gunn can achieve that because Gunn, as a filmmaker and as a storyteller himself, I'm sure is going to want to have like. You know, hands-on creative well, control. On you're you're a lot not. Of I mean, stuff, bro, he so. he's writing Superman himself, so you were exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so, and the other thing, we got to look at it like this: Gunn and Saffron have a completely different situation they walked into than Feige. Feige, oh, yeah. you know, kind of came in ground level and had the plan. These guys are coming in as as firefighters, essentially. So, you know, we we, we got to give them a little grace. But, you know, and I do, I, I think their hands are tied on some of the legacy stuff just because, of, as Nick said, contract jail. It just it is what it is. I mean, it's just too many millions of dollars. And they're just like, hey, Gunn, Saffron. Yeah, you guys are the geniuses. You're the creatives. We understand rolling out multiple Batmans and Aquamans is bullshit. But we've spent close to a billion dollars. So we're just going <laughs> to fucking do it. We got to try to get some of the money back. God damn it. So just plan yeah. for 2025. All right, so maybe they'll call it DC Legacy. Maybe they'll just like call those movies <laughs> Legend, DC Legacy. Legends DC. Legends, yeah. So so here we go. Real quick to kind of wrap up DC and we'll get in the bad batch, but it, it's also like I said, we're going to have a a TV wing now. So the first series there, we're going to get Waller, which is going to be uh, Viola Davis's Waller from Suicide Squad. 
Booster Gold. Booster Gold uses basic tech from the future to pretend to be a superhero in present day. Very cool concept. I have no clue about the, the character or property, so all right, I'll check it out. Lanterns, this one's excite me because I, I do think the Green Lantern franchise universe is, is very engaging, very sci-fi-ish, if done right. So we're going to get a Lantern TV series. Paradise Lost. This will be a Wonder Woman TV series completely set on Themyscira. So that has potential to be good. And then here's this note. Like I said, Momoa, his Aquaman is, is still coming out and there have been talks, uh, maybe not in this article, that, that Momoa may transition from Aquaman to Lobo in the I new have seen, DCU, have seen. which makes sense. He looks just like the fucking guy. Just paint him white, yeah. give him red eyes and some black face paint. And we're ready to go. So there you go. Um, that's the first salvo from the, the gun saffron led DCU. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's a roadmap. Uh, I'm not overly excited. I, I, I want to see more about the Superman, the castings, the, the, the true setting like we talked about. Is it just going to be the usual origin story or will it stay with young Clark, teen Clark for the whole thing, which could be interesting. All right. Woo. There you go. Take that, Feige, you punk. Ant-Man's coming up quick, I believe. Um, end of February, I think. I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, I think. I just, I like Paul Rudd, you know? He's just one of those guys. He just seems like a likable motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he, he's almost like a real person, a genuine person, and not a, not a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah, no, he seems very nice. Uh, February 17th. Is when wow, okay. I, I thought it was like 27. Is that even a real day in February? 27th, yeah. yes. The yeah, 29th tw- is not. <laughs> that, 29th that's is it, the right? one that 29 is the one that gets a little <laughs> fucking squirrely every four years or whatever, right? Yeah. Yes. Who's the <laughs> asshole that, that invented that? Like, why? What, have, because have we ever I, drilled I, into why we're like, oh, yeah, February is yeah. a fuck off month and fuck it. Every four years it's it gets an extra day. Every, it's because every revolution around the sun is slightly longer than 365 days. And every four years, the amount of time, the amount of extra time that passes that we don't track equates to one day. So they tack on the day in February since it's the shortest month of the year. Oh, so that I, I, that, I, I still go back. Why, why did February get marked to be the shortest month of the year? Like who said, you know what? Oh, Fuck yeah. it. The, the, the February month, you're the one that's going to literally have days that no other month ever has. Like, even when it's not <laughs> a leap year, February still doesn't have the right fucking amount of days in it. That How hard? What? I, I mean, yeah. time time's something we made up. Why do we just say every month has 30 fucking days? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Look, Fuck. man, I, I These stupid know. ass, these old ass scientists were so fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like they they had like what they, they would like lick their finger and stick it up in the air and they somehow figured out we were you know revolving around the sun you got to give them credit but they were also fucking stupid because <laughs> of their lack of resources all right here we go <sighs> bad batch s2 e5 entombed okay so typically we we each give our own review and then we break down some of the key moments here and then we would talk about some Easter eggs references so on and so forth. This episode, in my opinion, had none of those. I, I took a lot of notes. I looked them up and really nothing presented in this episode had any. Uh, it, it wasn't featured in any other previous Star Wars property outside of 
some potential speculation points when um, Fee was mentioning Star Wars Ancients, and they made it very clear that the, the, not the Jedi, they predated Jedi. Uh, so that that was, you know, we, we have some interesting speculation to get into there. I mean, was it was it Radican? Was it Zepho? I'm leaning towards the latter, but we'll, we'll have a little a little ditty on that. So go ahead, Nick. Entombed. What say you? Um, it was a fun little episode. Um, like we said in our question of the week that we'll get to later in the show, very Indiana Jones like, I mean, as soon as we started and they were like, we're going to go on a treasure hunting adventure. I, the first thing I thought was like, okay, this is going to be like a little Indiana Jones type adventure. I, I hoped at first that there would be some primary story plots in there. Like maybe they would run into the empire going wherever they were going to get something, especially considering that what they were supposed to get or like the, the heart of the mountain uh, as they described it in the show is like this, this thing of, of great power and value. Um, uh, I, I was a little bit upset that, th- that we had two episodes in a row where we essentially had no furthering of the, of the plot line around the empire or just around like what's going on in the galaxy in general. But I do think that the episode itself was fun at the very least. Like it was, it was fun um, you know, the, the, the design of the temple was really cool. And then finding out that it was like this massive mech, uh, the introduction, I guess you would say to the idea of the ancients. I wonder if that's something that's going to be followed up on, or if that's just literally going to be like a, Hey, the ancients exist and we're never going to talk about them again. Mm, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's more than likely going to be that, especially mm-hmm. for these characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a good episode. It was another one that I put on kind of, uh, you know, while I was making and eating lunch because there wasn't anything in there that was really gonna push the plot for, uh, like the overarching plot narrative further along. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Well, that, that was a nice way to, to kind of <laughs> spin it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. That's, was fun that's Nick's, you know, Nick, he, he's a pretty even mannered guy he's not like me he doesn't flip off the handle or shit like that but i'm pretty sure that that was nick saying yeah it it, it kind of was dumb but it was all right it was good enough for background shit and um i i mean sadly i i kind of have to agree I, i'm never gonna hate anything star wars even as much hate as i've thrown at the prequels i still really don't hate them deep down i've seen them all a, a, a jillion times for christ's sake studied them broken them down analyzed them so i I never really hate hate star wars outside of maybe how they handled anakin's turn and revenge of the sith but i'm I'm getting over that eventually maybe 10 more years of therapy but it was it's just and and here's my deal it it was a fun episode it was entertaining it was 100 indiana batch i mean it was they didn't even try to pretend they were not honoring another lucasfilm property i mean for christ's sakes kevin kiner I almost have to file a lawsuit on John Williams's behalf because I think <laughs> Kiner essentially lifted Williams's scores from any time Indiana was solving a puzzle or in a tomb or doing something like that. But it was great. I mean, the music was probably one of the best parts of this episode. But again, and I'm not, you know, listen, and I think a lot of people forget because you know, the, the, the first six seasons or five plus one seasons of the clone wars are are so old at this point in time 
But those series, as well as Rebels, they would have episodes like this. They would have runs where it's just like, hey, here's the team just living in the world. Yep. And I I guess my critique here is not so much the episode itself and its content and its its lack of overarching season narrative meat. It's it's more the the schedule, okay? I mean, uh, what is his name? I think it's Bradley Round, Jennifer Corbett. They kind of show run this. The ep- Nick, the episodes are in the fucking hopper. They're in the can. It's not like they're. The, it's not like this is South Park where they're working on these each fucking week, trying to yeah. incorporate, uh, you know, actual pop culture bits into it. I, I just, I don't understand the cadence at this point in time. Like, you know, you, you I, I get episodes one and two, and those being a two banger. Okay, good. It, it kicked off the season, reintroduced us to the batch. Uh, moved us forward in time a bit, kind of set the stakes of, of what the season's going to focus on. And then we go right into one of the best Bad Batch episodes ever with the uh, Empire laser focus episode. But then they're like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun after that dark episode with the racing episode. And that, that makes sense. Okay, dark. You've, you've had three episodes where, you know, we're giving you plot, 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 plot. Let's have some fun with a little plot at the end. But I was really expecting to return to an episode that that got everyone back into the the big mix. Um, you know, maybe yeah. not so much either just focusing on the batch or just focusing on the empire, but you know, the batch is it goes on a mission that the empire is involved in, something like episode one, where you know there, you get some of that hijinks going on. I was not expecting another as we have dubbed it uh, standalone, like like back to back standalones especially if they're not a part of a multi-episode arc. I think it gets dangerous with animated Star Wars and, and how the fan base can react because you do, you start, you're like, oh, wh- wh- why am I here again? Yeah, this is fun, but, you know, I'm, I'm here for Star Wars because it's real life. I want the lore. I want some more exposition on this time in the empire's rise. Why aren't we getting that? Why are we going on fucking Indiana Jones crusades right after we had a fucking pod race episode? So to me, that that's probably my biggest critique. It's not so much the episode and its content. It's, it's really the scheduling of the episodes and and not having better forethought to kind of pace out the standalones while mixing in the, the more broad narrative uh, uh, narrative type of episodes. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 100 percent right there. Like, I there is no logical reason or chronological reason that you needed to release this episode right after the last one. Like, you could have had this episode anywhere in the season. There's nothing that anchors it to a specific point in the season. It's not like okay, well, right when the pod. It's not like you know. Uh, Tech and 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 Wrecker walk back into the to the uh, little cantina where where Sid and Fee are and are like, man, that pod or that racing thing was such a great fucking time. Like they didn't even reference the episode prior to it in any way. So you had nothing that was like anchoring you to this specific point in the season. And for something like this, I, I agree. I mean, it's fine to have these self-contained episodes and have these episodes that don't really focus on the primary storyline overall, but it is a little bit uh, concerning to have them back to back, especially this early in the season where you've, you've basically had 
half of your season now not focused on any particular overarching storyline. Yep. Um, I, 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 I have to agree with you that the, the choice to have this episode at this, at, you know, juncture of the season was questionable. Um, I don't just, know if something I mean, happens. We're, like, we're the only a, thing that I can say bunch. is like, yeah, like I don't know if something happens in the future that would prevent this episode from being shown later. That being something happens to Fee or yeah, something happens right. to another one of the batch members that like puts us in a situation to where this this particular group could never be together again. We don't know. Um, but just in terms of like like narrative storytelling in long form TV, I think it was a bad decision to have this one. Yeah, it's just I, right I mean here. listen, there 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 are people out there and especially in the Star Wars fandom where hey, we we all head canon it out. You and I we speculate on what we want to see every week when new Star Wars is in town, so it is what it is, but you know, some people can't get past the, the head canon and and how they expect something to roll out. But I don't know, you just you would have to think as a storyteller that it doesn't make great sense to be like meet 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 Let's fucking forget about all that for two weeks because you can chase people away uh, with the, the amount of streaming options these days, especially with the fickle Star Wars fans. If they if they don't feel like their fandom is being honored within, you know, even a week, sometimes they'll bail. But two weeks back to back, that's them. That's giving them fodder like, see, told you. Disney ain't got shit. Bad Batch is bullshit. It's boring as fuck. I'm done. See ya. I'm out. It's just like yeah. you you should know that by now. If if you're at that level of Disney Plus to where you, your names are prominent in the credits, like you you get a slide yourself, you should understand that doing back-to-back disjointed episodes, like like Nick was saying, I mean, we we've made fun of the droid episodes in the Clone Wars, but at least it told a fucking coherent story in itself over like three or four episodes. It might not have been great watching R two D two and C three PO being the protagonists, but at least told a, a a cohesive arc like we were getting in Andor. You know, you get three episodes of that shit and be like, all right, well, we at least got a story about the droids. Here, it's like it, you get a pop adventure pop. Okay completely disjointed here's another adventure pop so none of the the overarching narratives have been pulled through from episodes one through three so a lot of us have been uh, just just kind of dangling here waiting and some people don't have tolerance for that and i would just think disney's smarter at this point and i mean you know as as small as our show following is like we can even see that in our responses like in our question of the week this question of the week is another one where I was just able to take one screenshot because that's all the that's all the responses that we had. For those of you who follow the show, that you know what that means. That means that there were not a lot of people interacting with it. Well, yeah, big um, surprise. Not, I mean, IG at this point, it, it's 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 like a Facebook or, or I mean, they're just like interactions are dead on IG. Yeah, I mean, I just I think that like I think that the episode itself has a, has a specific like effect on our overall number of comments and then also you know obviously the the ecosystem within instagram uh as well but yeah i mean you would imagine like you i i think that the showrunners and the people need to understand that like there's always going to be less of an appetite for the animated star wars tv shows than there are for the live action star wars tv shows and if you if you do something like this like if you put yourself in a position to where you're having 
trouble continuing your narrative for multiple weeks in a row, then people, like you said, people are going to lose interest quickly. And I'm afraid that that's what may be happening here um, is that people are now just like, oh, well, this is just a little, it's like a little kid show. It's a, it's a show for little kids where, where particularly this show, the bad batch could be a show that is a little bit more, you know, I don't want to say mature, but like, yeah, I mean, dude, focused episode- on events. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first two for episode, well, episode one, no, episode two and episode three, we had executions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Bad Batch, I'm with you. I think its tone is a little more dark for sure, but also, uh, you know, getting closer to teen adult than, you know, TV Y7 or whatever the fuck Clone Wars was. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens uh with next week's uh episode um but yeah i mean this one it was a fun little romp um you know and and we'll have our our discussion piece on the ancients here shortly because that's really all that came from it i mean even the monster itself that was shown in the show was not a monster that we had recognized from anywhere before. It's also, it also had no particular importance to the temple itself. It just seemed like it was a monster that had burrowed its way yeah. into yeah, like, that particular It's like, is it a cave. Zillow beast? No, nah, I mean, you couldn't even like infer that. So, I mean, really, I, I did have two moments that kind of stood out to me. We might as well get to those and then we'll just get into our Star Wars ancient speculation. Uh, but the first moment, in, and I briefly mentioned this, but uh, Nick, when they're solving the first puzzle in that room that spins, that that's where the the whole Indiana Jones and, yeah. and Kevin Kiner score was really banging, and and it you know really took me back to, and it was it's kind of funny we just watched rewatched Indiana Jones, but instantly when they're doing that, I'm there, I'm with I'm with uh, Doctor Jones in the temple grabbing the idol. Or, you know, grabbing the stones or grabbing the goblet. I mean, it was it was perfect audio and just kind of fun tension excitement in that opening scene as they're solving the the first puzzle there. But really yeah. it was it was Kiner's music that, that kind of stood out. And I'm not kidding, I think John Williams should sue him. <laughs> um, and then really the the other moment I appreciated was the physical activation of the mech. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I liked cool. how that visually played out. I liked how it sounded and it was just wild. And, and I have to mention, you know, R.I.P. Mel. I love that they, they focused on this little busted ass bucket is like a, a modified gonk droid running for its dear life as this big fucking mech is trying to single handedly like, take like, it I out. I was surprised when they actually killed him. I was like, yeah, are they I really going like, to kill this little droid? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if you caught it, but Fee's like, yeah, it happens all the time. I, I keep her memory backed up on the on the or on something or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Mel Mel still lives just like Frodo. Make, yeah, um, make but, it make its way back. <laughs> so, be, before we get into the whole ancients thing, I, I did have some questions. I want to see if you picked up on this from this episode. You know, we, we might as well. We we gotta we gotta squeeze some juice out of this thing. So. I guess, why was this planet uninhabited still? Why has the Empire or no other race tried to do something to it? And do you believe the mech is why the planet was uninhabited? Like, was this a planet that the ancients might have been in their system, that there was some big battle, and the mech essentially 
zapped them all out and then it, it, it went into a slumber or did someone put it into a slumber because it wasted the planet? What, what, did you think about that at all? I mean, not really, because it doesn't even really feel like the people who wrote this episode thought about that. Um, I, so, yeah, I mean, that's why when I initially was was when this episode started, I was like, oh, it's a treasure hunt thing. Maybe they'll run into somebody from the Empire because we know the Empire had one. I mean, this is this is just from what we know about Operation Cinder and all of the, the like the exploration that Palpatine had. Uh, people doing during the imperial reign to like find artifacts, find artifacts yeah. of great power and importance. So like you, so I would, I thought I was like, okay, they're gonna run into some imperial. Yeah, resistance well, that here. that mech would definitely check that list of, yeah. of ancient power and importance. Yeah, if Palpatine found that shit, then I don't know. Maybe the Empire would still be around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't. I mean, I would imagine that whoever the ancients were, we'll we'll have that discussion shortly. Uh, we're probably a conquering race, um, you know, right. and, and they would probably inhabit planets, take over in terms of, or, or, or you know, like assert their dominance over the, the sentient beings of the planet and then just kind of move on in a kind of like a galactic conquest type of fashion. And maybe, you know, they, and like, we'll talk about this a little bit with the Zepho when we get there. But, um, you know, maybe like that, that little mech was where the, the people who were stewards over this planet stayed until they, you know, all decided to leave and go to the great unknown. Yeah. Um, so that, that could be a reason. The only other thing I could think of for, for literally the planet being completely uninhabited and nobody else knowing about it, like, (laughs) Connor in the chat saying it was a hidden planet, not in the archives records. He thinks Fee mentioned that early on. Could be correct. I I don't remember that. Yeah, but but here's the thing: is like I I I get that from a perspective. Well, yeah, no, you're right because they they needed that. They needed that trinket to find it, right? Like that actually had the 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 coordinates. Yeah, but it's like this is like they they conveniently use that in Star Wars they did the same thing with Camino it's like oh it got removed from the archives or it got it's it's there but it's not there and the thing is is like if fucking fee knows about it then I guarantee you somebody else knows well, all about pirates it. Do it, she, it right yeah. and pirates talk you know who I was yeah. almost half expecting to see in this episode Hondo Hondo yeah, yeah. yeah that I feel with too. with Fee, like Fee to me is is like the the connection to bring Hondo into into the bad batch. into the bad batch. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that, but it, it it it's it's questionable to me that they would have. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I uh, here, mean, here's 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 another just random question here because I'm a weirdo. With something this powerful being activated, is this something you feel Sidious would have sensed in the Force? It's interesting because... Or no, because it seemed to be mechanical. Yeah, I would say we don't know if there's any sort of Force, like, juice that was running through that thing. I don't think so. I don't think that that'll ever get, like, if he, you know... I don't think that he felt it. I don't think that there was a reason for him to feel it because... It wasn't anything that was directly force related. It was definitely some, uh, some like ancient tech that was that had this thing running, 
um, that, I mean, it basically had a restraining vault on it. That's what that big heart of the mountain was, was essentially a, a switch preventing this thing Pr- from much. turning on and fucking destroying a bunch of shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is even going to hit like, and that's what kind of makes me upset here is that this, this episode was so self-contained that there, there, nothing can come from it because nobody else was even there. At least in the last episode, we got that little tease about uh, Sid's past. And now you have this other connection yeah. to some unseedy people from a different planet. Like you, you have people that like in, in the faster episode, you have people who are aware of not only the batch's presence now outside of Sid, but also their abilities. And also you, you, have a connection to another CD underworld person. Um, and in this episode, it's nobody like they, they have this adventure. They only, they know it happened and nobody else will ever find out about it. Like it just seems, well, I, I mean, Nick, they, they make a point of that. They're essentially like, well, yeah. at least we fucking blew it up. So no one can, can get a hold of it and do bad. So you're exactly right. I mean, it's and and it, it is the bad batch Sadly, I, I don't see this franchise being one that explores something like Ancients or the occult in Star Wars. So I, I sadly don't think we touch on this anymore. But once we get into our Ancients discussion, little nuggets like this may be paid off in different properties. So, you know, that that's the Star yeah. Wars through line mantra where, where this episode may, you know, maybe maybe come March when... Uh, what what's its fuck comes out the the next milk toast Jedi game? Uh, yeah, maybe uh, I mean, maybe be, we yeah. get something there if if our speculation hits. But before we get that, one one last question here, Connor, with another good point. The heart of the mountain was definitely very Tolkien esque. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and it did it did seem like some sort of uh, dwarven gem that they would, they would covet like the Arkenstone or whatever. (laughs) Okay. The last one I have for you. Did you not feel like once the mech was activated, it purposely went after other mechanical things. I mean, it was literally chasing Mel till it blasted it. Once Mel was blasted, what did it turn its focus to? Their ship. The ship. Yeah. Like it, 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 it didn't care. It didn't give a shit that there were organics in its guts as soon as it was activated, it was like, okay, mechanical shit. I mean, just trying yeah. to fucking smoke only mechanical stuff. Did I mean, maybe that's, that's how the Zepho or the Rakatans or whoever the ancients are would, would literally, they would drop one of these things on a planet and they would just be like, it destroys civilization by default. That's all it does. Yeah. Like it, it literally just like anything that has an electronic or mechanical signature, it's going to fucking blast. Cause we it. don't, there, there's no event in star Wars where, cause this has popped up on other sci- sci-fi properties where, you know, there'll be, there's like a coming to terms with artificial intelligence where the, the organics are like, fuck, this shit's getting too crazy. We need to talk. We need to try and quell it. That's never been presented in star Wars or has it? Because I know, I like, it, it, like in the comics, and yeah. what I've been reading, and there's these ancient droids, uh, and these okay. ancient these ancient droids were almost they were powerful enough the Jedi like actually had to go in and, and tank them out. So I think that so might that, be that's yeah. So that's what I was gonna say. So do you remember HK forty seven from? Okay, uh, so he's he's Dothor. from the ancient droid 
lineage? I I believe so. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've like you know really dive like dove deep into the HK. But that like in the Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO, you find out that like these HK droids, these HK assassin droids, there were a lot of them, like a lot, a lot of them, and like you can go on a like literally a secret side mission that you had to find out about in game and do all this weird shit like and like you know i had to like look up youtube videos of people who figured out how to do it and you unlock your own hk droid it's hk 74 now in the game you can like pay for it and get it without having to do anything um but i believe that the hk droids were that type of realization yeah, it's, it's, like it's coming back to me because in the comic they the, the rebels found like this ancient i believe it was like a sith droid in fact and they needed it because it spoke a language that no current civilization knew how to process so they're going to use it as its its code system you know to, to send its transmissions between fleets coded they were going to use this ancient droids language so the empire couldn't figure out what the fuck they were saying and recently, I don't know if it was Vader or if it was the Star Wars run, they touched back on it and they went back in history and there was like this droid who essentially became self-aware, was very powerful and other droids started flocking to it to the point, like I said, to where Jedi had to be dispatched to essentially genocide the this race of droids. So maybe, you know, this this could play into it where... Uh, you know, you look at it like the Matrix. The humans are like, oh, fuck it, we'll black out the sky. Maybe that will do it. Here, the Zephyr are like, fuck it, we'll build these mechs that we can drop in, on systems or on planets that will just literally scorch the Earth until there are no, uh, or, or um, not organics, but but bioorganics or, or, or other mechs or other uh, sentient AI are gone. I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. It just felt like this thing was fully consumed on mechanical items versus organics. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there is some logic there that, that, that like fits along with what makes sense. Like what, what, what fits along with like this storyline of like this ancient civilization that had access to something like this. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that somebody else well in the chat batches brought up this could this could be explored in skeleton crew. I could see that too because if like once we get to the Zepho, the Zepho did like escape into the the great unknown, the unknown regions. And that is something that we know is going to be explored, I believe in skeleton crew. Um and we also know that the Zepho um the Zepho themselves are, are who built that big temple at the end of, well, I guess it's the beginning and the end of Jedi Fallen Order. So, I mean, there's, there's seeing, a planet Zepho, like there's, there's Zepho-onians yeah, like and where, then where you, they you, actually, you, the game that you, you, I think you start on Zepho and you're right. I and mean, they are, they are an ancient. So we, we might as well just cross over into our, our next segment here, speculating on who the Star Wars ancients that, that Fee was talking about. And, and as Nick has said, uh, that, that strong indication that we're, we're probably looking at the remnants of of Zepho war machines. Uh, if you just look at the the structure of that mech, and if you look at Zephos themselves, the similarities are uncanny. Long necks, like that brimmed head, 
If you remember, yeah. Nick, the, the, the Tomb Guardians from the game look even more like the mech. Uh, I have images on the live stream if people want to check them out. Um, so that, that's where I'm, I'm leaning towards heavily because in my mind, it's two options. It's the, the, the Rakuten or the Zepho. And I am leaning more towards Zepho. The more I think about it, the more I see, the more I read and remind myself of what the Zepho, who they were and what they would, what they got into in Jedi Fallen Order. But I mean, if you look at this, this temple guard, it's, it's essentially a, a humanoid version of that mech. Yeah. It, it's got the long neck, that, that brimmed head. It doesn't have Very the three Horizon eyes. Zero Dawn like. Oh yeah. I mean, come like on. That, that, that was the I biggest, that was the biggest takeaway. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. I mean, we, we <laughs> talked about that when we saw the trailer, like Jesus when Christ, the did, trailer. did they go to oh. the, 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 the Horizon Zero Dawn universe or something? Cause it, it's a direct ripoff of their giraffes or long neck dinosaurs or whatever the fuck dude, it dude, is. I gotta say too, like if, like, if they, it's hard for me to believe that they didn't see that and we're like, oh shit, we may be a little bit too close to what this looks like. I know, like, like I, maybe they're all friends, maybe it was the same artist, but just like Kiner was liberally barring from Williams, I mean, the, these, the, the fucking concept artists essentially stole the design from Horizon Zero Dawn. I think the only thing that was missing were like some spikes coming out of the back of its head. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it definitely wasn't as like, I don't want to call it janky, but like, you're right. Like it didn't have that, that same aesthetic, like that broken city type of aesthetic as Horizon, but it was, it was the exact oh, the, the, the silhouette. The silhouette was identical. If, if, if you yeah, saw them was, in shadow, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. So, um, it, but, it was, but anyways, pretty nice. Back to the uh, Zepho, just to remind yes. everyone, Nick, let, let me read the, the, the recording here, because I think it's a good, it'll set the stage on who the Zepho were and, the, and the, the shit they got themselves into. All right, so th- this comes from Jedi Fallen Order, the Zepho. It's one of the Zepho Sage recordings. If you remember, uh, I believe you have to fight multiple Zepho Temple Guardians across the galaxy uh, to, to get shit, probably to level up since it's a game, but it was also for Cal to learn more about the Zepho and their history. So anyways, here we go. I offer this record of our civilization to those who will follow. Despite our wisdom and technological achievement, we face extinction. Dogma blinded us to the path of balance and gradually we allowed our pride to corrupt us. The greater control we sought, the further we fell into ruin. I lead the remnants of my people into the great unknown, hoping that we finally find peace. Um, okay, so the Zepho, also known as Zephonians, uh, like I said, they could wield the force, but they called it life wind, which is like another way to describe farting in Star Wars, I guess. Um, but it, like you, you listen to that, Nick, and, and they, they remind me of the Jedi Order when it got yeah. too much hubris and failed. They remind me of Palpatine's empire, right? I mean, th- what they're saying there is like, we were awesome. We had the force, we had the tech, but because all we wanted was control and domination, we essentially led ourselves to our own extinction, and now we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I, I really am leaning towards the Zepho being the ancients that were talked about in Bad Batch. What say you? Yeah, no, I... I, I <clears throat> excuse me. 
I, I definitely agree with you. I think that this is the best option of all the options that we were given so right, far. They, they had temples and, you know, they would probably have booby traps in their temples. So it, it just all kind of lines up. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, not only that, but like the the Rakatans, like they, they were, were true like, conquerors, that, right? Where they, they just conquered, but they were also they, they, technical masters. So they could have built something yes. like this, too. Yes. I mean, they were technical masters. They were a far advanced civilization when they first made their way into the known galaxy. And I know that a lot and, and like the the Rakatans specifically were like a race of conquerors. Like the, like the Zepho don't seem like they were a race of conquerors at first until, like you said, in there in, in that little quote, like they had fallen to the dark side and they need like they were. They were conscious enough of their of their corruption to pull themselves out of the galaxy. Right. Yeah, they didn't go full. Um, they didn't go full Sidious, but they they dabbled. Yeah, they did. They definitely dabbled. Where the Rakatans were enslavers, like they were slavers. They were conquerors. They came here for a specific. They came to the galaxy for a specific purpose to conquer, and then were you know like over time they were I think defeated by like you know, the, the sentient forces in the galaxy or something like that. I'm not sure how the, the fall of the Rakatan empire came around. I know I've played through it and fucking, uh, well not played through it, but like heard the story of it told through the star Wars, the old Republic game. But like what I'm saying is like, this doesn't like what we see in the show doesn't seem to fit what the Rakatans did. And I know yeah. that like people may think that, you know, Rakatan when they see it now, because the fact that it was just brought up in Andor, but I do think that this is more than likely the Zepho. Yeah, Rakatans, would would you agree they were they were more like early Vikings where they just kind of got their rocks off conquering other villages and 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 you know pillaging and and raping the resources and 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 whatnot versus yeah. You know, being a, a a civilization that was there at first to to do good and to kind of curate the galaxy, but then because of their wisdom, power, and and corruption, they they you know they went the wrong way. Rakatans were always bad eggs. Zephonians, yes. you know, like like bats bringing up in the chat, like any great society, you eventually eat yourself from within and and you crumble. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. So, I mean, the, the Rakatans too, if like, if people followed that and they know the, the story from Star Wars, the Rakatans like enslaved Sith, like they, they enslaved like force, force using Sith to like, uh, to like be their guards and stuff. Like they were, they were like truly bad entities <laughs> where I don't think that the, uh, the, the Zepho really, you know what, away. Nick, so, I might, I might just stumbled on something important here. That confirms this. So I, I, on the live stream, if you're on the live stream, I have the Zepho article Wikipedia up and there's an image I would, I would call it's, it would be like Zephonian hieroglyphics. Okay. Something you'd see in like an Egyptian temple. But Nick, if you, if, if you're looking at this shot I have on the screen right now, I think the delay probably kicked in. Look at those symbols in this hieroglyph hieroglyphic. Okay, and then if we go back to our Bad Batch posts, to the uh, scene where, you know, remember they're in that, like, Tumblr hallway, and Omega displays the symbols? Now look at those symbols. 
Yeah, I, I, I do think that that's, don't they it, don't they kind of match up like just the look pretty, of them. They're pretty spot on. Yeah, they're I, pretty spot yeah, on. I, I yeah, I think so, I so think we just fucking solved this mystery. Give us credit. I want every one of you motherfuckers right now to clip this, get it on your socials, and spread it to the world. We just solved the mystery. It's undeniable now. Look at those symbols, and then look at those symbols. I mean, come on. How good are we? I mean, it's we're good. I guess, you could argue a little bit, but if I if I switch between the tabs quick enough, you can't tell at all. Look at that; they're the same. See, <laughs> they're the same. I mean, I I think the big thing is it's like they're perfect. Like the symbols themselves are square. Like they're perfectly square symbols with like you know detailing in the middle, and that's that's true for both. I feel like it's definitely like a very close Damn, match. I mean, to it's what pretty fucking can, close, man. That. For. Yeah. That's pretty special. Um, I, I will request an award for this one. So whoever wants to send it in, go ahead. Uh, if you need my address, just go ahead and slide into the DMs. We'll get it taken care of. But another thing, like if I keep going down this Wikipedia article, I mean, look at the Zepho Temple ruins and its architecture is very similar to that doorway that they walked into after, you know, Wrecker made all the fucking rocks fall down. You know, like that long, slim, yeah. kind of rounded edges mm -hmm. so here we go yep black series clips i like it matt's indiana jones i'm the man thank you thank you send those motherfucking checks venmo whatever you got to do buy me a hot toy doesn't matter you heard it here first confirmed the star wars ancients in yeah. the bad batch zepho take it to the fucking bank on all you, know you know what that means we're definitely getting cal Kestis in this show you know, he, he would fit, honestly, he would fit. Yeah. And it would probably make him better. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I haven't completely closed the door on milk toast boy. I'll give him this second game. See if the five years and edginess have, have, uh, are, are able to change my opinion, but I, I'd be down for a little animated cow getting some fleshing out. Although sadly at this point in time, he's still a junker on that planet pretending not to be a Jedi. So um, or he well, was, just figured it out. Actually, I, I can't remember. At this point, he's still the kid, though. At this point in Bad Batch time period, right? Yeah, he's still that, a kid. Th that's what I mean. Like, Cal has not figured his shit out yet and broken free and teamed up with that other Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, he's, he's in hiding at this point in time. Or, like maybe I said, we'll starting see. his junking career on that planet where they tore down the, the Clone Wars war machine. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think we, we're so fucking good. We just solved it, so there's no point in uh, going through it. I, I think we provided, you know, a good case for the Zepho even before we masterclassed it. Sherlock Holmes, that motherfucker. Uh, the 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 Rakatans to me, they're just they're they're more like warrior class, you know. Where Zepho to me, I think they were kind of like what what. Jedi started out to be, and you know they had a few Vaders, a few Sidiouses got fucked up, but not so not so much that they completely lost themselves. A few snapped out of it, and as Nick said, that was a good point. I forgot that they did head out into the great unknown, which very well could be um, touched on in Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, the Mando verse, or yeah. completely forgotten and left for us to head cannon the living shit out of it. You, yeah. are, you really, I mean, everyone has to kind of keep that in the back of their minds. The fact that they introduced in Bad Batch, it could just be like, hey, yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it isn't. I truly hope it isn't because, man, 
That's the only thing that's saving this episode from being just like completely <laughs> throwaway. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole ancient stuff is cool. I mean, I, I, I love the idea of the ancients. It's right up my alley of lore and, you know, how ancient civilizations ultimately form the future civilizations and, and what they do or don't do. But uh, yeah, Bad Batch, I don't think the show is the series to do it unless they just go full on young indie and that's all they start doing is is gallivanting around the galaxy, searching out more Zepho mechs. Yeah. Um, so but we'll I like see. it. I, I do think we, we, we made a great case for Zepho. So please give us credit. Like I said, clip that. We, we, we're, our channel's at least big enough now. You can make your own clips. I know no one will, but I'm at least going to say it. All right, so we got we got a few real light light ones here. You know they're light because I didn't even bother posting them. Some of them are eleven days well, old. One of them is <laughs> one of them is literally like this person's name may be this, and it's only a first name, but maybe not. I put these in maybe. here now just to just to tweak Nick's tits, man. I love it's it, but he's so he's funny. not wrong. He he's so right. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll spend three minutes on it. Why not? Uh, I, I think today's definitely going to be a Matt Mando. Just looking at the time, we, we may finish before two hours. So knowing you fuckers, you're going to be asking for your money back, even though this shit's free. I, I know how our fans are. You know, they're always like, yeah, we love Star Wars time show. We'll do anything. And I'm like, hey, can you help us with something? No. What do you mean? Hell. I love it. I mean, it's like, and listen, I, I'm, I'm just fucking you know, being, being a smart ass, but it is, it's like, we're like, yeah, Star Wars D and D will be fun. And Nick and I, we have all these names ass. I go down the list. No, no, fuck you. No. It's like, all right. Yeah. Our, our fans are definitely here to support us. We love you. Um, but that's why I do love you. Cause you, you're a fan like I am. I mean, listen, I've listened to Howard Stern almost my entire life and I've never felt the need to call into the show tweet at the show or share the show's content so i understand but it is like you know it'd be nice to have a few of you that we're like yeah we'll, we'll help you guys out but that's why we love you yeah. you're but you're a bunch of lazy assholes just like us <laughs> <laughs> but anyways you guys ready for some big the acolyte news here i mean this is gonna blow those socks off um, but according to the independent talent agency, uh, Daphne Keene, who we do know is, uh, she has a role in the acolyte, uh, who, who the fuck knows what it is. Uh, but, but apparently, <laughs> you know, I, I could just, Nick is so fucking excited right now. Um, apparently her character's name <laughs> in the acolyte, you guys ready? Might be Jackie. Yeah, Jackie the Acolyte. <laughs> I, 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 I want to put it in, like, look, I'm not, this is not a knock against Bespin Bulletin at all. I just like how he has this phrased. He says, according to independent talent, that's the talent agency, Daphne King will play the character of Jackie in the Acolyte. <laughs> Jackie could well be a code name, but at least to me, I could see that name being used in a galaxy far, far right. away. <laughs> so he's like, he literally says like, they said the name Jackie and he's like, but I am fully aware of the fact that, that it's probably. A yeah. Cat. So I, I, like I said, I, I don't even know why we're talking about this. I, I thought it would be fun to just throw it. Cause I know this stuff, these types of posts just drive Nick insane. Cause he's, he's not wrong. He, he, but Hey, it just gave us like two or three minutes of content. So I will say like shit like this makes me feel like maybe they have their leak problem locked down. 
Like, yeah. So you you think you, Jackie's a code name? You don't think she's gonna be Jackie from Schmacky? <laughs> <in the Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I I. Look, I mean, I mean, it's hard because Jackie is a name that could fit Hell in yeah. a galaxy far, far away. I mean, one hundred percent. Jackie uh, Skywalker, right. Jackie Palpatine. But, <laughs> it all works. But it's just like if we compare what we're getting now in terms of like the the news that's that's happening during like what we would consider off season versus what we were getting in um, like what we were getting in the past, I really do feel like they may have. Uh, yeah, I mean, bro, we, we had figured out their leak problem within like two weeks of filming. We had some glorious detailed set pick leaks. And yeah, now we're getting her name may or may not, or it may just be a code name is Jackie. Yeah, Jackie, it, Jackie. Like, <laughs> it is code name Jackie for for Daphne. And that, like, that's the story. And it's like, man, but you know, what's hey, funny hey. again. Hey, look, this is no knock on BB. Dude has a huge following like like when he posts shit like this sometimes his web server gets fucked because that many people are like oh shit bestman bulletin posted something yeah, must be yeah. worth it and they'll read it and you know more power to him we, we've never been able to like catch on that way but uh, just jackie hi hey, i'm it, jackie jackie it's it dude it's it's i can't stop funny. saying it it's one of those words is like it's just stuck in my this is like jackie 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 Hey, Jackie, Jackie Binks. All right, I need to move on. I can, I can see like the old <laughs> ADD is getting locked in on the Jackie. Uh, so there you go. I told you, big time the Acolyte news coming out of the SWTS today. So you can thank us later. <sighs> okay, got some official news for you. At least for you suckers going to Star Wars Celebration 2023 and looking to get autographs. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta mention this story this week. You know, our buddy Tones, one of our, you know, biggest supporters. He's my guy. One of our, the elder statesman of the Star Wars Time Show fandom. Um, you know, he he hits me up in in Discord, which we have one. If you want to join, just check out our Instagram. It's it's open. We don't give a shit. Uh, but he he DM me. He's like, hey man, uh, you know, what, what do you think about this at celebration? What should I be prepared for? What should I do this or this or that? You know, he's, he's I'm a I'm a sage. I've been to I've been to a few. I, I know the ropes. But this week he finally drilled into the autograph sessions, Nick, and he mm. sends me a note. He's like, is this for real? Like they they charge two hundred pounds for Hayden Christensen's autograph? I'm like welcome to celebration pal that's the joy <laughs> like you you pay all that money to get those tickets to pay even more money to do the shit you want to do uh, so yeah we we got it the next line of star wars celebration 2023 celebrity guests and, and these th this one had some pops in it but like i said the pops led to some disappointment to those fans that aren't used to the autograph circuit it's like i've tried to tell you people and I don't want to, you know, I'll probably come off sounding like a dickhead, but collecting autographs at, at shows like this, it's dangerous. It's a ripoff. I don't understand it, but... It doesn't feel good. It no, doesn't feel I, I, good to, like, get an autograph that you literally pay to get. And, you know? and like, here's the deal, Nick. You know the celebrities, they're only doing it to make money. They're not doing oh, it to, yeah. to like make fans feel good. And, and you, you know, you guys get those pictures and I'm sorry. Like I, I'm, I'm a dickhead. I know this is going to sound awful, but 
when I look at that stuff, I'm like, what is the actor thinking right now? Like, hey, look, I'm with these two fucking losers that just gave me four hundred dollars to take a picture and pretend that we're friends. Right. I mean, that that's how I see things. I am a pessimist. I only see the negative in people. But anytime I see people that that post their pictures with Ewan or Hayden and and the actors, you know, they're like smiling or in a pose. I'm just going, these people are, are looking at their watch going, when can I cash out and get the fuck out of here and take a shower, <laughs> rinse out my mouth, cut my hands off. I, I just, I don't get it. Like what props does and accost these people on red carpets and whatnot or at their house. Okay. That's kind of <laughs> cool. I get that type of shit. Uh, plus he's having them sign like actual props and, and bringing value to it. But yeah, people that pay to go to these cued autograph sessions where it's just a money grab, don't do it. You're getting like, literally your heroes are scamming you. Do you, right. They're, they're scamming you. That's what this is. Yeah. And like, the thing is too, is, is that a lot of time in like here, this is just like what I've heard from people who've gone to other cons and stuff like that. Like a lot of times, if you can find, like, if you can find where they hang out, like the bar they go to yes, after find the or something like that. Yeah. Like find the hotel, like figure out the hotel that they're at and like, just try to like bump into them more often than not. They'll just be like, yeah, man, I'll take a quick picture with you. It's no big deal. But yeah, I've, I, it, it was always, I've never been the type of person to like pay for an autograph. It just seems a little unsavory and it's like, it, it feels very transactional when it's just like, it, when all that you really want is just to like, hey, man, I just want to take a picture with you because I'm a big right. fan. I don't want to pay fucking two hundred dollars for I, that. Like, like, listen, man. And I, like I said, I know it comes off bad because I'm a collector and I, I spend thousands of dollars a year on shit that people that get autographs probably look at like, dude, you're a loser. They're, they're like fucking Barbies that you put in a glass case and you, you masturbate to them. OK, but I, it, I feel like my stuff has value. Are, are you going to sell your picture with their scribble on it with you in it to somebody? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I doubt it. And, and that's the other thing. Like how authentic is there the effort they even put into those signatures and those big cues? I mean, they're, they're probably trying to get through as many people as possible. So by the end of the day, you and signature might just be like a fucking etch through your picture. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, uh, I just, yeah. it, it seems, it seems douchey on part of the celeb. It, it seems like they're taking advantage of fans uh, but I, it's big business. It's fucking big business. And yeah. there will be motherfuckers that spend thousands of dollars at Celebration 23 and will wait hours to do so. That's the best part. At Celebration, yeah, you, you don't just, you don't walk up. You like, you have to like either pre-book a, a time, then wait in line for your pre-booking or try to get in like towards the end of the show and see if there's just any uh, walk-ups. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, like, you're getting it everywhere at Celebration. Yeah, it, you know, I don't know how much the actors like, you know, have say in what they they typically don't like they're like, like they're saying like, in the, the chat here. It's not usually the actor says I want 80, yeah. 80 a signature. It's it's their their people, their representation. The, yeah. But hey, Nick, they're, they're still getting like, hey, if you come here and do the signing booth, we'll pay you twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's no, what they, they did. They definitely like, get paid to be there as well. They have like, you know, some of them have an appearance fee. Not all of them do. Some of them do. I mean, most of the ones at Celebration will have an appearance fee. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like if if 
if you want to do it, then definitely go for it. Right. Like have that moment. But, but just know what you're getting into. It, it's it's yeah, a rip it's, off. It's not it's not cheap. And it's also like, you know, it's not like, it, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to wait in line. Those lines get you, long. You said it right, man. It, it's very impersonal. Not that accosting someone in their free time isn't impersonal, but it's it's not. I'm t- It's a meat factory. It's mass production. Yeah. It's, it's like working at a, at a Ford plant. They're like, all right, next, blah, 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 next, blah, blah, picture, next. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, come on. There's nothing genuine happen there. Uh, but hey, like they're saying in the live stream chat, you're for damn fucking sure, Nick. If I was someone that was in like a popular thing in the 80s and that's all I ever did, that would be my life. I would be at cons every fucking weekend because they literally can have a six figure plus living just by going the cons two days a week and, and doing the pictures and autographs. So uh, I, I guess I really don't blame anyone in all this. We can just give you warnings and tell you stories. Uh, but you're right. I mean, look, like, like, I mean, th- th- these dickheads like Admiral Piets and whatnot, they, they make the fucking circuit still. Uh, you know, De- Dennis yeah. Lawson's going yeah. here. I mean, that, that's one of the new people. So here we go. This is where the fun begins. So the, the, the big names announced this week, or really just today, I believe, or yesterday, are Hayden himself and the lovely Katie Sackoff. All right, so those are your big yeah. namers there. But as Tones found out over there, I think Hayden's looking for uh, 200 pounds a visit. So, 200 pounds per visit, 100% for sure. Yeah, um, have, have fun. And yeah. then who else we got here, Nick? James Arnold Taylor, who is Obi-Wan Kenobi animated Obi-Wan voice. Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. Mads Mickelson. Carlo. Mads Mickelson. And Dennis yeah. Lawson. And then, yeah, last week we learned uh, Anthony Daniels, Eckstein, Lanter, Baker, Esposito, Vivian Lear Blair, who looks like she's going to be in this uh, Stephen King movie coming up soon. And then Indira Varma. So those are the celebs so far for Celebration 23. Tickets are still available. Um, Tones offered me a a pass. One of his friends uh, can't make it. But I just like with a family and getting kids over there and, and being in April with kid in school, I'm in work. It just ain't gonna ain't gonna happen i would love to get back to london i've I've been there once i fucking love that place i know most people in the uk hate it because it's expensive i don't maybe just feels like america to me you know uh but i I don't see myself at at 2023 unless somehow i get hired by lucasfilm and um, i'm like working the stages instead of those jerk offs that get the mic that they bring (laughs) to every other celebration um, one other piece of news, just literally just popped okay. Up. All I, right. I, I dropped it here. into our cast topics. It's not good. Uh, Jedi, uh, survivor has been delayed six weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> These dickheads. There we go. I just got yes. it on the screen right from Nick. Good, good pick there. But yeah, man this came out two minutes ago, literally. So. Does anything um, release can, on time anymore? I mean, I'm just, I'm I, waiting for them to now be like, oh, hey, by the way, Mandalorian uh, season three is not debuting until April. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, but it's like, what the hell? So yeah, Nick's not right. I got the tweet up right now. It is now coming April 28th. And there's, there's like some big mea culpa, but they're pretty much just saying, hey, it's not done. If we release it in March, it's not going to be finished. You're all going to hate us. You're you're going to swat our families and and threaten to kill us. So we're just going to wait till April. And you know what? Yeah. So. Good on them. 
But who who should be fired in these moments, Nick? Right? Like this isn't developer level. This is higher. Ma- this is upper management that makes these fuck ups. Correct? Yeah. No. I mean, and here's the thing. I think that like in the gaming industry, we've gotten beyond the point of like we've gotten beyond the point of like setting a due date for a game two years before it comes out. Like you should like all that should be happening with games is like okay we're developing a game and you have no release date for it until you get to the stage where you're post gold. Yeah. I was going to say it better be gold or beyond. If you know what gold is, gold is when they're confident enough in the code that it actually like starts getting pressed onto discs. Exactly. So like, and then, and then usually what happens is like, okay, uh, you know, you're gold and then you usually release two, three months after your gold. Uh, so like, why not just wait and say, hey, let's fucking uh, just not give a release date until we're confident in what that could be. I mean, luckily, I'm not. It, it just I wasn't, doesn't make sense. I, I wasn't necessarily like pining away for this game. I'm, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. It's new Star Wars. It is going to be expansive. But I, I just I didn't love the first one. And I've listed my reasons. It was mostly f- for the combat. But if you really analyze Jedi Fallen Order was it really even that great or engaging or deep of a story I don't think so um, yeah I mean I, the, the the first one was definitely like now knowing that this game that the first game was essentially meant to kick off a series maybe the second one will be a little bit more expansive yeah. in terms of its storytelling so we'll see what happens there um, but it's funny too because like on that tweet one of the first tweets or one of the first responses after it got put up was I literally took this day off of work. Now I have to do something else. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, no, that's sometimes that, the you, it's more fun to read the, 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 yeah, replies the, the responses. To it. <laughs> no, but it, dude, I just think it's like, I think it's funny that like, we're still in this cycle of like these delays when, well, you, yeah, you know what it is. It. It, it, it's the big bosses. Like, come on, come on, come on. We gotta, we gotta move the meter. We gotta raise the stock price. Make an announcement. Let's go, 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 go. That's what it yeah, is. Like, there, there's no way the studio heads are signing off on this shit unless they're part of the marketing team or you know they're they're on the board or they're in the C-suites. Like, the studio heads, they know where their team's at. They know where the fucking game is at. So why would they be like, yeah, go ahead, guys. March 15. Yeah. Fuck it. It's ready. Go. And then be like, oh, just kidding. Yeah, sorry. That was a uh, <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah, no. I mean, like it's it, it's Fucking one of those things marketers. now where the industry is it has matured to a point to where it should be beyond this stuff. Like we should be beyond delays and everything like that because you shouldn't even announce. Well, I mean, yeah. like, and, and it's purely for pre-order stuff. Like that's why they still do these announcements yep. far out from when they even have an idea of when this game would be ready, is so they can throw up pre-orders on websites and on Amazon and stuff like that. And they get early money and, mm-hmm. but like it never, like it, it never makes a difference whether you pre-order it or not. Or like, you know, it's, it just, it's just an unsavory like business practice. That yeah, and really gamers at this point in time, they're, they're trained to wait. I think gamers would rather yeah. wait with an open date versus get a date. And then a month before the date, have the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah, no, I mean, just literally just do like development updates. Just do like, hey, you know, we're starting development on Jedi Survivor. Yeah. You know, uh, and then 
you know, eight months later, just be like, Hey, we're, uh, you know, we have design elements and, and level design completed for 75% of the game. And then, you know, uh, a year and a half down the line, say we have HD textures, right? Trickle and, something out, get, put out yeah, some like, high res art, maybe, maybe a little, yeah, little B roll, like, a trail or something. Just, just gamers just need to know that something's still alive because we've also yeah, had it, games announced that never come to fruition. So yeah, we're not saying just, Hey, we're making this game and then it, and that, but I think Nick's right. Like you, you get little updates throughout and then once it's to gold, and everything, all all the fucking I's are dotted, T's are crossed, shoes are tied. Then you go, all right, motherfuckers, here's the release. Here's your pre-orders. Eat it up. Buy all that stupid DLC garbage during for the pre-order bonuses. Let's go. But that's just not the case. It, 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 it's all money. Nick's right. It's like as soon as we can get a date, that goalpost is up. Now we can start getting motherfuckers kicking their dollars through it. And, and, and that's yeah. what it is. <sighs> Speaking so. of kicking dollars, man. Someone, someone needs to cancel my DraftKings and FanDuel sports book already. I've been on it two oh, weeks. No. I've never done any, dude. <laughs> dude, I think I told you like it, it just came legal in Ohio. So for some reason, it's legal for gambling companies to give offers to new gamblers that are no different than if you walk down the street and handed out bags of drugs and said, "Hey, you never tried this drug? Try it." You never tried this drug? Give it a try. Oh, here, here's more, here's more drugs for free. Give them a try. So in, in two weeks, I've, I've spent 50 of my own dollars to get all the fucking free shit these companies are giving you. Then with that free money, I've now turned it into $400 of, of winnings. And nice. I, I'm now the guy, dude, it's like I knew it. And that's why I didn't want to sign up because I, I know I'm a piece of shit. But you're like, hey, let me take that 400, put it back in. There you go, bro. <laughs> Within one week. So this Sunday, championship Sunday, I'm already doing live betting, like betting on oh, if no. they're going to score on a drive or betting if they're going to punt. Well, or the, kick you're a field doing goal. all the prop, the prop. Yeah, dude. Shit. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Everybody. Eagles are looking good on this drive. Let me see the odds. Like, oh, fuck, they're still giving me plus odds. Bam, they're going to score a touchdown. They score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, that was an easy 60 bucks. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> let's roll it into the next one. Man, Everybody, I just, anything I we do. May, we may need to take a GoFundMe for Matt if he gets too far into this <laughs> gambling shit. Yeah. Just it, have it, some it's just, cash stashed away to but, save but Matt. But so far, <laughs> I, I can at least say that it's all house money. Like I I've already Amen. taken my $50 out that I took from our bank. It's back in the bank, but I, I now have this money burning a hole in my pocket. I'm like, shit. I wonder if they're going to have bets on the pro bowl. <laughs> I'm going to start betting on flag football, dude. Oh, uh, no. It's just, I don't oh, know. No. It's like, man, it dude, gives you a rush. Thing. It just gives you a rush I watching never, games. You I don't want to watch. My grandpa, so like my grandpa was a, uh, he was a gambler. He was, you know, like he, he drove, uh, taxi cabs for a living. He would come home, he'd have his check and, you know, he would, he would pay the bills that he needs to and he'd take the rest of his check and he would go to the casino that was <laughs> less than a mile away from his house and he, would, he would go gamble. And that, that to me was like. We don't, I, we don't need this. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need to no. do that. No, it, it, dude, it's, but I, listen, any vice, I, I, I take it to the max. I, I just, there's, there's no low or medium setting for me. It's always, 
go, go, go. Uh, you know, I, I, when I, when I drink, typically I'll drink when I do my other stuff, I'll do it. There, there's like no in between and, and gambling is it just say, well, look at the toy stuff. Oh, toy photography. Okay. Three years later, I've got like $30,000 worth of, of black series and hot toys figures. It's just, it's just how I'm wired. Hey, I just reminded myself of something I wanted to talk about during the James Gunn thing. Where the fuck was Peacemaker from the HBO TV lineup? Because that show was awesome, and I know it got a second season. So I was, I was wondering why that was not on the schedule. Yeah, Hope- maybe, maybe they didn't put it on there because it was already announced. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Potential, but that that's some good shit. In fact, where the fuck has John Cena been since Peacemaker aired? It's like he's just gone. He's not in wrestling. He's nowhere. Oh, well. All right. Maybe he's taking a break. They, he's like, did hey, you man. did you ever get into WWF or no? I mean, when I was younger, yeah. Like when I was younger, I was a big fan during like the Attitude Era. Okay, so of w- so that that's WWF, right? Like, and, yeah. and that I, Probably, I, that was before Cena even really came right, in, right? Though. And I am of the 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 school of thought that the Attitude Era was the best era ever in WWE. Huh. It's never been rivaled. Uh, you know, the, the rise of the rock, uh, degeneration X, the game, uh, Kurt yeah. angle. It's, but anyways, was, th- th- this has a point. So my kid loves young rock. Like it, it's actually a pretty good. Oh, the TV sitcom. show. Yeah, it, it's a good little sitcom. It, it, if you like Dwayne Johnson, it, it's worth watching. You, you, you kind of get a comedic, uh, retelling of his life. But anyways, we're, we're watching it. It's at the point where he's gotten the WWE, started as a babyface. Everyone hated him. And then you see how he popped and how he became the guy. And I'm like, dude, I wish I could show you like with this guy, that era. And, you know, so I, I would find videos on YouTube and most of the like the crowds all muted out. So she wasn't getting I'm like, Charlie, when I was in in college, like me, and my buddies, we'd sit around every Monday night and we'd watch this like it was real life. And. As like the countdowns, I was, I was teaching her the one, two, three, you know, everyone goes fucking nuts. <laughs> and I eventually found some rock clips, but it seems like I'm going to have to get fucking Peacock or something if I want to yeah. go back and rewatch the Attitude Era. And even then, it doesn't seem like I can just it's rewatch. Not probably all there. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like they got the best of the Attitude Era or the Attitude Era. It's like an hour long. But I, I literally want to go back and rewatch from like 97 to 0203, like the Rock's heyday, his, his rise and then eventually his, his exodus. Because that was some fucking compelling sports entertainment it, it was i mean that was definite i mean like in my opinion that was when it was at its best you know that was when you really had like the best stars on there it felt raw and i know that's like when that's when raw was made like it felt raw it felt more real and well, yeah, now I mean, it, kind it got of so feels popular like that's when smackdown they, they had to air a yeah, whole new show you, you had yeah. because before that nick it was it was monday night raw it was sunday night heat right sunday night heat mm-hmm. and, and that was it, was it. heat heat might have been wcw but i can't remember and then they um, added smackdown on thursdays but it was just i have so many great memories hanging out with 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 college friends and apartments and, and watching raw going the pay-per-views in town just my god the 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 fun that 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 era of wrestling 
gave me. It's just, I'll never forget it. And and that's why oh, I love yeah, The Rock. I, I know The Rock drives a lot of people nuts because of his success or whatever, nepotism. But I the guy is, he he's just intoxicating to watch. Like, I mean, he truly is a fucking entertainer. Like he, he's yeah, just, no, I mean, he, he is, he is the first wrestling star to truly transcend the sport of wrestling right. into like actual movie stardom, TV star. And he like, and he took a specific route too. Like he was on, he did TV. He did, Right. Uh, then he did movies and stuff like that. Like he actually like had a very interesting career progression and like he turned himself into the biggest fucking superstar in the world. Basically. I mean, it was, uh, it was truly an amazing but thing. I mean, to, if to if anyone, like if there are any diehard WWEers out there, if you know of a way is a DVD, uh, I don't care. I'll buy it. But I, I want like a collection of the attitude era and I want to be able to watch, watch it all. Even if there is something on Peacock, like I'd be willing to pay for it for a month or two just to go through that because it might be a little too risque for a seven-year-old, but I think a lot of it she could probably watch, you know, outside like what they used to do with women and you know, taking yeah, their, their pants a, off and shit like that. <laughs> but you Yeah, know, that, that, I mean, like that is Moolah when it was and, really and, like you had like lingerie matches. And oh, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. if they still do that. No, but. no, no. All that's gone, man. <laughs> they, like, women are actually wrestlers now, and they're not just eye candy like they were in the Attitude Era. But, I mean, there's so much good shit. You had, what, Edge and Christian. You, you had the Hardy Boys with Alita. Hard, oh, man, the Hardy Rikishi, Boys. Uh, with his yeah. big ass. I mean, it was just man, Undertaker, obviously. The man, yeah, the rock it, and sock connection. I mean, come yeah, on. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've been going, like, I've been having a lot of sports entertainment nostalgia this, this past couple of weeks, so much so that I, I don't know if I, I showed Nick or, or anyone, maybe I'll post it in the, the Discord, but uh, Stunt Buddy and I, years ago, back before he really broke big, we were out at uh, his where they would train and we filmed like a like a half-assed backyard wrestling match that he then edited and then added audio to it like smacks and uh like like uh, jim ross commentating and it lines up perfectly <laughs> it cracks me the fuck up if i think about it i'll post it to our discord so people can watch it but i mean if you want to see some classic backyard wrestling from yours truly make sure to hit the discord all right <laughs> there we go lots of randomness there but that got us right to uh the fan segment but since we do have some time nick how about a little matt mando game if you got the deck of cards handy i have the All deck right. of cards let's do right it next to me. Woo! it's Maybe time to get those i gotta see how many we got left that we get those armpits sweating Matt Mando game. For those of you who are not familiar, first-time listeners, first-time listeners that are getting this far into the show, I have a little card game. If you're on camera or if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the cards right now. Star Wars Mandalorian Trivia Quiz. A uh, little card deck. You can get them on Amazon, and it has trivia questions about Season 1 of The Mandalorian on there. The way that it works is, there are one point and two point questions. I only ask Matt the two point questions. That's right. There's also multiple choice to the two point questions, but Matt only gets the multiple choice options if he asks for them and sacrifices one of his Oof. points. Oof. 
Uh, and then uh, we it, asked five It also questions. makes me feel like a huge loser when I have to go to a lifeline. <laughs> uh, Matt gets five questions per That's right. uh, little session of this that we do. And then we total his points at the Let's end go. and see if he has passed 10 out of 10. Failed. Going for 10 out of 10 this time. I, I had a rough That's outing last cool. time. I have to improve or there will be some punishment tonight. All right. So first question. <sighs> What does <laughs> getting hyped? What does the Mandalorian give the child to wear at the end of season one? Oh, his his Mythosaur necklace. That is correct. Yeah, because suck it. You're all dumb. Wrong start. <laughs> what? This is this is uh this is probably another easy one okay, that you get here take, for sure. I'll take it. What humanoid species is Kuwil? Ugnot. Correct. That's four for four points. Often forced into slave labor by the empire. Okay, th this one, this one may be a little different, okay, or okay, maybe a little okay. harder. What species is Berg? Because Berg is a character that you have to remember, and I don't know if you do. Who? Berg. B U R G. Berg. Who the fuck's Berg? Is Berg the blue guy? Berg is the blue guy. Ah, shit. It's something... No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. No, I, I, I take that back. Berg is not the blue guy. Berg is not the blue guy. Berg, Berg was one of the characters... I'll give you a hint. Oh, he was, was in the, the, uh, the heist, the, the, the prison ship, right? He, correct. He was, he was in the prison okay, ship. Okay, okay. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it the right way, but I believe it's like... Davonian? I'll, I'll give it to you. It's Devaronian. Ah, Correct. Like Rigatoni. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. It, so if people aren't familiar, they're the uh, devil the red, species. Uh, like they live. Yeah, they literally have like devil horns and shit. Yeah. No, that was my bad. I got Berg mixed up with the guy from the first episode, the blue guy. Um, yes. All right. Next. Uh, what allows Ahsoka Tano to jump so high? What are, what are, are you fucking for real? And th these really are supposed it. to be the harder questions. These are the harder questions. Well, Alex, what is the force? Correct. It is the force. Who the fuck? <laughs> I mean, come on. Will someone hire me to do Star Wars stuff? Hey, man. Like, who, who, who wrote that? And like, oh, yeah, this is a good question. <laughs> How do Jedi float? How do Jedi jump? What so a high? fucking joke! I'll Matt take is, it though. Let's go. He's on a perfect score eight out of right eight, now. right? Eight out of eight. That's right. Eight out of eight. Last All one. All right, last one. True or false? Okay, fifty-fifty. Grief Harga sustained an injury to his chest uh, during his brawl with Mando. Well, I mean, this is very technical. I mean, we're talking like injury you need back to, then no, injury where he shot you in the chest and it hit a piece of Beskar and it blasted you out of the Razor Crest onto your back, then I guess yes. So, given that you have literally just like broken down the scenario that happened, 
The answer is true, so that is correct. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I gave you both tech, technicalities. Yeah, both, I, I fleshed them out. So yeah, I did. I did so say injury a, either way. But I, yes, I I have such a photogenic Star Wars mind. I gave you the exact scene, the exact circumstances. So thank you. Like I said, send the is. checks in the mail. I'm already awaiting my my medals, my trophies from our Zepho connection earlier. <laughs> There you go. So that is a perfect 10 oh, out of 10. Thank God. I was nervous the after Matt that. Mando game this week. He redeemed himself That's from right. the last time. Redemption. With, <laughs> with stumbles. But there we go. Call me Anakin we Skywalker go. throwing Chief Palpatine down a shaft. I have uh, I have some, some personal news for me. Sean Payton looks like he's being signed by the Broncos. So that means. So what does New Orleans get? Because he's still under contract and he's essentially an asset, right? So what do they have to give you? We get a first. We get their first round pick this year, which fucking sucks for us anyway, because it's the 29th pick. Because their first round pick is from, uh, their first round pick is from Cincinnati or from San Francisco. I can't remember which one. Right, because they Um, don't have their own because they gave them all up for Russell Wilson in a great move. Exactly. So we have the 29th overall pick, and then I think we get um, tens we also or teens. Get future, future well, what's your own first round pick? Because you guys suck we, pretty bad. Are we you have in the no tens first or round pick. Oh, okay. Well, we what, have no first round who pick. Who did you give so, that to? We traded our first round pick last year to get a second first round pick in, in the 2022 draft. So that's when we got Chris Olave. Oh, we got Chris that, Olave with our that, traded that, pick. That kind of worked out, I would say. Yeah. But then our our original first round pick was on Trevor Penning, the fucking offensive lineman who got immediately injured and never played a game. Those so, are my fa- those are my favorite. Yeah. So all right. Well, right so now, you, you essentially Saints got a fir- in- you got a first round pick back by yeah, giving up a, a coach that back. wasn't coaching for you. That's a pretty good deal, I exactly. would say. <laughs> I pretty would good think deal. that. I I mean, I hope we can make something happen with it because we need a quarterback desperately. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you do. And there's at least two or three in this draft. Although I would strongly caution your Saints against CJ Stroud. I just, I don't see it. Like, I, I, he's, he never won a big game at Ohio State. Stats are amazing. Never beat Michigan. Never won the playoffs. Fuck them. We'll see. But yeah, so here's what Denver's 2023 first round pick and, uh, Next year's and Denver's 2024 second round pick for Peyton. And then they get Jesus. our, they get Peyton and our 2023 third round. Denver is a tire fire, man. Like they, they, they've, they are <laughs> between last year and now this deal you're telling me they've mortgaged like the next four years of their draft for old yeah, guys, man, like for, for, for an old coach and for a fucking washed up quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to tell you too, if, if Russell Wilson, like if, if, Peyton goes there and Peyton has apparently built this dream team of, of like coordinators and coaches. If Peyton goes there and Russell Wilson looks like he looked this year, he'll cut him and eat the money. Oh, Oh, he's got to, he's got to cut him. Like I just, yeah, if that happens, then Denver is, is truly in trouble for a long time. They're they're on crack for a coach after what they did for Wilson. That that's just nuts. They they should have settled for Harbaugh and got him the fuck out of the big 10. Oh, well, yeah, I mean wild, but Hey, look, Nick, Nick and I can talk about anything. That's why it's, you know, the time show just turned into the NFL time show. Get used to it. Just, just now. 
<laughs> but, it's a, uh, it's no, a, it's a fucking variety fucking program movie. under the guise of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been waiting for that news because I was like, we need something. We need Sean Payton to get a job and we need something for it. But you are, are right. Like, I, I don't know trouble. what you're going to do in the first round unless you mortgage another few years of draft to move up. We, and- we would have to we would have to um, trade up to try to get I mean, the, Bryce Young is gone. Bryce Young's, Bryce Young's going to be first. Bryce pick and CJ overall. are going in the in the five, whether yeah, they deserve top it or not. Five. So I mean, the only one that I have my eye on that we could potentially like make a move for, or even get if he falls, is Max Dugan from TCU. Yeah. Um. I mean, he like obviously they got blown. Has the he fuck declared out though? I didn't even know if he declared. Game. Did he declare? I'm I'm not sure. Maybe he didn't after the national championship game. Oh well. But see, I'm just like yeah, I, I sit here. And I'm not I, I'm not a Bengals fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Obviously, I hate their guts because they're in the same division, but I am a Joe Burrow fan. And it just it, yeah. it boggles my mind that he was at Ohio State for so long and didn't play. He graduated from Ohio State, never saw the field, got beat out by the likes of, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins, God rest his soul and JT Barrett. And since Ohio State, he's gone on to do nothing but kick the shit Wait. out of everything like goes to LSU yeah. by year two wins the fucking championship sets crazy records second year it bungles after blowing his knee out taking a, a franchise that just has been a doormat to the fucking Super Bowl should have went to the Super Bowl this year if it wasn't for the refs but I don't know I, yeah. I, I just, the, the refs definitely had a big impact on that game but Cincinnati you know you, you can't let that guy return it to the damn near 50 with 30 seconds left and either way I wish Joe Burrow, I, I want to reset time. I want to cancel this universe, start another another twig or sprig or whatever the fuck you call him. And I want to see what would happen with Ohio State if he if he would have made it. Like yeah, would, would, would Joe him? Burrow yeah. have had the same trajectory or was the fact that he washed out of Ohio State with a degree and had to go to LSU, is that what made him who he was? I don't know. The guy uh, fascinates me. All right. But, uh, yes, yeah, so Dugan is going to the draft. Okay. So well, there you go. We, we might be able to get him. We'll see what happens. We need fucking somebody. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, I, it's not crazy. We, we, us old people, we always say it, but time gets faster and faster. But can you believe that football is two weeks from being over? until august i know like it just hey man it just I, felt I like it was september like like yesterday it literally felt like it was september yesterday i got the xfl now because xfl has the san antonio team and taylor and i are season ticket holders baby so how far is so, that then for you guys san antonio is like an hour drive that's cool because that san antonio yeah. is a great fucking city Remember when we Dude, were there we got, for uh, PAX? That was a fucking PAX. That's yeah, a no, great fun. PAX. Like I don't know if they still do. Was that PAX West or PAX South? PAX South, I think. If it they was. still, I don't know if, they, if they still do PAXs and they still have that one, I, I, that's my favorite. Like I, I, I did the Seattle. I did the Boston. That that PAX South in San Antonio was awesome. San Antonio is an awesome little city. That that Riverwalk yeah, no, shit it, they got. I mean. It is very fun. It like Taylor and I went there a couple times just to like hang out and um you know just yeah I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys time. were that close but I thought you were like middle state and they're a little bit further down. No, no, it's not that far. Oh, it's not that far. Well, hey, so good, good we'll for you. So the, uh, what what are the they then? San, San Antonio, what? The Brahmas and they're coached rock, by like your literally. boy Heinz Ward. Yeah, all right, dude. I'm there. I'm with Nick. Then that's my team. I'll take it. 
right? Because th- yeah. there's no Ohio team. I don't think there's a PA team. So fuck it. I'll, I'll jump on that shit. I'll, yeah, I'll watch it for a little sport, bit. Right? I mean, I, I still think the XFL is going to fail again. I, I don't know why Dwayne and, and his ex-wife think that they're going to make it last, but I'll check it out. Why not? It's yeah, it, it's seven right bucks, now, bro. The, seven bucks production. <laughs> dude, it's cheap. I mean, like, I think our season tickets were probably a dollar. Four four hundred bucks for the all the games. Yeah, and like, you're you're probably like the mayor. Like even. but like that's probably like the suite, right? Like you you have a fucking <laughs> suite there. We, we we're definitely like we're we're on like the forty yard line and we're in like row ten or something Damn, like that. Man, like I'm actually right I'm actually <laughs> somewhat jealous of that. I would love to have something like that in, in Columbus because that's the type of town Columbus is. We we got pro hockey, yeah. but it's a fucking dumpster. They haven't done shit in decades. Not that I'd care. I'm a Penguins fan. Fuck the Blue Jackets. But, you know, then we have MLS and then Ohio State. And yeah. I, I, I love my Buckeyes, but I, I would love, like, XFL, I think, is perfect for this town. We, we, we have multiple do, arenas yeah. inside and out. They wouldn't need a building. It's just like, I don't know why we didn't get one. I'm guessing because there's yeah, like I mean, nine NFL teams in this state. That's true. If they expand, because right now there's eight teams, there's... The funny thing is, is that there's eight teams and there's three teams from Texas. There's one in Arlington, one in Houston, and one in San Antonio. I mean, so it's like, it's the it's the geography of the state, but it's also the the people. Like football down yeah. there, it's it's church from from yeah. prep all the way to to college and beyond. So that that makes sense. Yeah. So That's Arlington, cool. DC, sweet. Houston, yeah. Orlando, right, well. San Antonio, Seattle, St. Louis, and Vegas. Those are the cities right now. Ooh, I bet Vegas would be a fun, fun game to go to. Yeah, uh, Vegas Vipers. The Vegas I Vipers. Think, I mean, I, I, I hope the XFL turns into something because it, it would be nice to get a little bit of football for a couple months over the spring and actually oh, yeah. see the guys transition to the league. Like, if they can figure out that pipeline where the NFL supports the XFL. I think with the that intention they, that this is almost like our our minors, then it could it could live. But if they yeah. keep trying to kill it, it's it's never going to beat the NFL. Yeah. See, I think that they announced something like that early on that they were going to be working with the NFL on in terms of like player health and safety initiatives, uh, training programs, and stuff like that. So I do think that they're trying to position it as more of like an NFL D league than it is like a competitor. You know, it'd be sweet and it'll never happen. But if they did something like premier league where the, the champion of XFL oh, would, yeah, would get bumped like up, <laughs> we're getting bumped up the NFL for like a year hilarious. or so. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that'd be great. The coaches in the XFL are crazy too. The Arlington coach is Bob Stoops. Yeah. The, Wade like, Phillips you know, is, is a coach too. Wade, like you said, Heinz Wade Ward. Phillips is a coach. Heinz Ward, uh, Rod Woodson yep, is a coach. Another like they got guy. a bunch of, yeah, they got a bunch of, uh, old players and like yeah, I mean, old it, NFL. It, it's essentially, I, I believe every coach is either a hall of fame player or a hall of fame something or won a super bowl. Yeah. So, so you know, huh? Good All stuff. Right. So anyway, yeah, he did, they just had uh, their big event yesterday somewhere. I mean, I, I, the rock was, you know, mass tweeting all this shit out, but all right. Um, we're talking about star Wars, right? Is anyone left? Who cares? <laughs> but the, the podcast uh, people, anyway. they'll, they'll t- they tuned out 30 minutes ago. The live streamers, they're, they're now drooling on their keyboards. Uh, so it is <laughs> time for that is the thing. And that, that's like, I tried to say last week, like you and I, even though we're super nerds, we, 
for some reason, we also are open to other things that nerds almost look at like the devil. You know, like, you know, what drives me nuts about nerds, like people like you and I, if we start talking about sports, it's like, oh, you're talking about the ball thing. You're talking about the sports oh, yeah. ball. It's like you, you, you just sound like a, a douche. OK. Yeah. It's like I can enjoy sports like, like as well you, as video games. Being a nerd, <laughs> you've probably been picked on passive aggressive aggressively your whole life. Why are you now doing it to us? Because we're, we're sports nerds. Like it's just like all humans suck. OK, there we go. Show over. Show over. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, fan anyway, segment time. Let's go. Fan segment time. Let's do it. All right. This week on the fan segment, like always, we kick it off with our question of the week. Our question of the week during any Star Wars show that is live is always going to be, what was your favorite or least favorite part of that? So for season two, episode five of The Bad Batch, the question was, what was your favorite or least favorite part? from the bad batch season two episode five the indiana jones one okay um and like i mentioned earlier in the show it was a light response week to say (laughs) the least um so uh i have all of the responses from our post aside from the one spam one uh (laughs) screenshotted and i will read through those now the first responder is sw props good buddy he says, I love Omega's eagerness, but it may get them killed one day. Ho- overall, it was an okay episode. Nothing too exciting. Hopefully, we get back on track with this series soon. Ooh. Get back on track. You know what, though? I think, I, I think be- props has shown a little bit of growth because I feel like props over the summer or last year during Book of Boba Fett would have got a little more uh, a little more toxic with, with that comment. So, yeah. good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Bad Batch is just better than Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> you know what, dude? Um, I, I still, like, I know I'm, I'm running out of time, but I do want to do a Mandoverse catch-up before March 1st, and I am including the Book of Boba Fett, and I, I want to get back to the uh, the mod racers and the extremely slow chase scenes and, and see how they look a year later. Those chase scenes were just... Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so bad. Um, all right, next up, Johnny O'Sullivan. Johnny Boy. Oh, I love that guy. He says, this was a great episode. I love the indie vibe, especially with the music at the entrance of Scar and All. Thank you. It was very close to when Belloc is about to open the arc. Whatever you do, Omega, don't open your eyes. <laughs> Cheers, SWTS. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, good one uh, there, Osage. I mean, he nailed what you were saying about the music. Yeah. About the, uh, you know. I, I'm still, I still smile when I think back to Johnny's trolling of people when he said that Cameron Monaghan should play Cal Kestis in live action. Uh, one, <laughs> one, of the, one of the most brilliant trolls ever. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Next up, DKR0102 says the whole episode lol i have faith that we'll get back on track i'm not sure if the whole episode was his favorite yeah, or I'm, least favorite but given I'm thinking the fact dkr that is going with the negative connotation there yeah i'm kind of <laughs> thinking that too because closing it out with uh i have faith that we'll get back on track is, is probably yeah. indicative of yeah. i don't like it it's in, it's in the sewer at this point in time for dkr 0102 but it, it happens Indeed. pal you never know there's always tomorrow Hey, we never even speculated. Tomorrow, they're going to do something. Next. They, 
They will do. Yeah, it's hard to speculate on now, considering. Yeah, there's, had, there's like no. There really is like no uh, overarching like chain narrative. So who the fuck knows? I mean, it literally like, can go anywhere. Uh, but hopefully, we get some Empire tomorrow. There we go. We're gonna get yeah. Empire in episode six. Take it to the bank. We'll get Crosshair back in there somehow. Uh, Mister uh, Mappa 06 says. Enjoying your reviews on YouTube. Fuck. I've hey, not seen it guy, yet, but hoping guy. the series gets better. <laughs> yeah. This so motherfucker wins. He wins comment of the decade. I know Mr. Muppa from here on out is the champion of the question of the week because he actually admitted to watching my reviews on YouTube. He watched your reviews yeah. on YouTube without even seeing the episode yet. I love it. <laughs> so, That's, that is my guy. I like it right there. So basically like, hey, your, is, your reviews are good. The show sucks. Hopefully <laughs> it gets better. Woo. Yeah. I mean, I uh, so I think that is indicative <laughs> of what people thought of this episode. We had five actual comments and two of them were from the same person. <laughs> And, what, and that and person one, didn't even watch the episode. And one has nothing to do with the Bad Batch. It's just like, yeah. hey, I like your shitty content. Thumbs up, pal. Oh, Thank you, Mr. Mappa. <laughs> this, this is why this is my favorite segment every week. I know it's probably not funny to anyone else, but I, I don't know. This shit just cracks me up. I love it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So that was the question. Hey, what'd you guys think of Bad Batch? Sucked. It was okay. I don't watch it. I didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Okay. All right. Good stuff. (laughs) All right. And if you want to get involved uh, in different ways for the fan segment, make sure to uh, get involved in our top five Star Wars fan arts features of the week. The way that you do that is add tag on your star wars art posts on instagram add yes, tag please. at star wars time show it, it's getting really bad like i'm actually having people accusing me of, of shadow banning them now i i promise you that, that that's not, not who us. i am like it, 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 it there, there's one guy like mando mugshots he, he just stopped even tagging us because they think he, he's oh. like oh they're just ignoring it. it's like no you, you gotta do add tag there's only like three of you left that still show up in the hashtag we still want you on it but you you literally not you can't do at Star Wars Time Show typing in. You have to do the add tag function Star Wars Time Show. Yeah, so um yeah, add tag Star Wars Time Show, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, and uh at Star Wars Time Show on your post. And rub so, your belly and hop on one foot. And, yeah. And pat your head there. Close your eyes and <laughs> sing I a song. might see it after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So to kick off the top five this week is at homemade galaxy all right. with a fantastic Mando. I call this like a Mando hero pose oh, 100%, shot. hundred percent. Um, what we see here is Mando stepping into clear. It looks like some sort of house on Tatooine by the, by the way that the construction looks hand is on his pistol, ready to draw his cape kind of slightly flapping in the wind in the background standing in his full Beskar glory, obviously other than his one uh, shin shin uh, guard there. Um, but it's like, to me, this was just a very clean, well-executed, well-posed shot from Homemade Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, it, it's a nice, simple setup, portrait style. <laughs> Excuse me. This is the Mafex Mando, I believe. And if you own this guy, you do understand he looks pretty good. But like with most Mafex things, he can get a little loosey-goosey in the joints. 
But um, yeah, homemade, really. I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, sometimes I just appreciate the um, slim, s- simplicity of a portrait. And, and this is one that shines. Good little backlight there. It uh, looks like he's only lighting it from, what, the, the left side, which kind of leaves mm-hmm. the right side in the dark that, you know, that adds to the, the, the tone of the shot. So good looking shiny Mando from at Homemade Galaxy. How many new Mando figures will we get after season three considering the guy is in the same fucking armor? You just don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know there's going to be something. Oh, how, you know there's going to be like a little, Bro, th- a little thing th- They released like plate. 19 versions of the Mandalorian <laughs> from season one and two. There's Snow Mando, Muddy Mando, Shiny Mando, Brown Mando. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. It was, yeah. So, Up anyway. Next. At Homemade Galaxy, great job. At Mint Complete is yes, next. Resurface. In. I mean, he, he just pops up a few times a year, and luckily yes. we still can see his shots. So go ahead. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he pops up every so often, and every time he pops up, he's got some bangers. Yeah. And, and I think the thing about Mint is his shots are so good and so well done in terms of like the after, like the, the post effects that he does in Photoshop and all of the. Comp, like the compositional work that he does or the compositing work that he does, you can't even tell that they're toy shots. No, I mean, so I, I was going to say, seeing... this This looks like a fucking still from the Mandalorian of the Razor Crest yeah. on approach to a planet. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we see here is the, the back exhaust of the Razor Crest engines as it starts its descent down onto a very Earth-like looking planet. Um, and, I mean, like I said, Mint... Complete is such a fantastic compositor and such a fantastic uh, magician in in Photoshop and all of the other tools that he uses that like you can't even tell that this ship is a toy no. that he took a picture of and then fucking made did, it look Nick, like did you it's look actually at the, in space. Did you look at the BTS? Is this the like the um, the Razor Crest I have, or is this like one of the tiny micro galaxy deals? Do you know? But let me let, see. Let, if yeah, he let's head out there and, and see if he posts anything. God, if I, I got to get a new computer. <laughs> oh no the 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 Mac is oh, failing. Dude. I mean, it, it struggles to even like open links now. I don't even know. Does he even have a BT? There is no BTS. There is oh, no BTS. All right. Um, well, you know so what? He, just, he he has some older shots of the crest, and it does look like the the big daddy. So we're just gonna have to assume. Uh, Mig is is running with with the same deal there, but yeah, look looks yeah. fantastic, and and he's back at least. You know, he just kind of pops up, drops a post, disappears, comes back. Uh, but but always good to see him, and always good to know that he's he's still thinking of the SWTS. We we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the background does all the work. You know, I was because he responded to Jason because Jason asked him. How did you do it? And he just said, my edits are just epic by association. The background does all the work. So I mean, I like know, he does, if you've, I, I, he has had BTS in the past and it, it usually is just either all on white or all in black shoots the toy. And then as Nick said, blends it in with, with compositing to a background. Yeah, and that I mean, I, it, that sounds like oh it's fucking easy. It, it's not like like compositing at this level is crazy because you you got to match mm-hmm. the lighting of your the background Light, yeah. image. Uh, sometimes he'll use multiple images from other sources. You got to mash all those together and blend them. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a work of art. Definitely looks like a, a still or a poster, not a toy that was shot on a blank background. 100%. So beautiful job at Mint Complete on Instagram. Make sure to give them a follow. Uh, next up in the top five oh, okay. is our good buddy. This is the one. For, I, I didn't know which one you picked from Snaps because Action Figure yeah. Snaps, in my opinion, has kind of gone up a level over the past few months in terms of, of his toy photography and his setups. Uh, so I, I didn't know which one you picked because I, I think I featured a few this week. But it looks you went with the hooded bow then. Like the, the Night Owl Bow, bow from Clone Wars Season 7 is what I felt when I saw this image. Yeah, no, I mean, it is a fantastic representation of, of hooded Bo-Katan and her full Night Owl get up like you were saying. Very reminiscent of of Clone War season seven when she's kind of like looking down on uh, all of the happenings that are going on before the battle like really kind of kicks off and the night owls join. Um, I mean, and and you're right, one hundred percent that like snaps. Adrian has really stepped up his game in the last couple of months or so. I mean, he has taken his toy photography to a completely uh, new level and and it shows like the the work that he's put in and and whatever he's been doing to really hone his craft is is showing itself in these new images that he's been putting out and it's it's some fantastic work here uh i cannot uh give him enough praise for his uh for his shots yeah i dig it the the, the hood on bow is a nice touch the the lighting there the blending of the light uh, i'm sure this is digi because that looks like coruscant back there uh, yep, but yeah, yep. it's just it's just great work. Uh, real quick, tangent again. I don't know if you saw the full story on on the Peyton thing, but apparently Denver wanted D'Amico Ryan from 49ers, but he accepted Texans, and then that's when Broncos essentially sold the farm to bring in Peyton. Well, well yeah, I mean, because the Broncos are in a position now to where they don't have a choice. Like they they needed a head coach. Well, yeah, D'Amico would have been would have been great because you know he was a DC, a good DC. Yeah. But they 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 wouldn't have had to give up draft picks. It just like he wanted mm-hmm. to. Hey, here's your opportunity with Peyton. Like we just discussed, it was essentially like trading a player, and and they had to give up the farm now. So yeah, oh, well, you should <laughs> you should have offered him first. Who knows? But yeah, back to I don't want to take anything away from the fan segment. Sorry about that. So at action figure snabs with the Z, good looking night out Bo Katan. Check him out on Instagram. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Make sure to give them a follow. Next up, hey, we just talked about this guy. Not this guy. Right. This is at Johnny thirteen hundred that we're uh, talking about now. But this guy in the picture, this looks like Kawil to me. Um, so we got a shot here of our good buddy Kawil working on. It looks like IG eleven, um, and then you can see right off in the background a beat up, uh, no longer in use stormtrooper helmet. It's such a like this is such a clean shot of Kawil. I gotta imagine that this is a hot toys figure that it we're is. seeing here because of is. the level of detail. Yeah, he's he's finally and starting to get shipped out. I actually canceled my Kawil because it was just it was taking forever and sometimes I start second guessing myself and I was like, yeah, oh, fuck it, I'll cancel this one out of the I still have like twenty five on pre order. <laughs> But yeah, he is starting thousand. to ship, so so I'm starting to see him in in the community shots, and and I found Johnny thirteen hundred to to really uh, have one of the best Hot Toys Kawil shots so far. And you are correct; that would be the Hot Toys IG eleven, uh, the Hot Toys Trooper helmet back there. And I think 
my favorite aspect of the shot is just how dark the background is and then that that kind of low key light on Kawil and then that that softer orange light coming from his lantern on the left side of his face. I, I just oh, yeah. I, it's just a it's just a classy shot of Kawil doing it his is. thing. Beautiful shot from at Johnny1300 on Instagram. Make sure you give him a follow. And then finally, to close out the top five for this week, we got Jesse Fireson, Firescene, whatever it is, F-E-Y-E-R-E-I-S-E-N. Um, and it's just the cutest <laughs> little Grogu chewing on a piece of Baskar. Um, this is like, I don't know if this is the egg attack figures or which no, one. No, Nick, fig- these are actually, or whatever. these are, these are actually from Hasbro. Um, they're the, they're like, I don't, I don't want to say they're blind boxes, but you, you'd buy like these little Grogu's. And, and I actually have a few right here. You can see on, on camera right now. Uh, but they're, they're very, uh, stylized little plastic figures of Grogu doing Grogu things. And, and, and the Grogu thing we see in Jesse's shot, like Nick said, is he's, he's like testing to see if a, a, a brick of Beskar is real Beskar. You know how like the old guys in the Wild <laughs> yeah. West, they, they'd like bite on a nugget to make sure it was real gold. I don't know how the fuck that works, but that's what our buddy Grogu's doing here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just such a cute little figure. I mean, but it, like even beyond the figure, I mean, the way that Jesse set this shot up, you can see Mando standing in the yeah, background. That's, that's Obviously, what makes you don't the shot. Body. Yeah, that's yeah, what makes I the mean, shot. Even like off in like the deep background over to the right, you can see like the hazy outline of the Razor Crest, them standing on the right. sand. So I mean, here's the fun uh, thing about everything. this shot, Nick. So you got this little guy in the front, right? If you're on the live stream, you can see I'm holding mine up. They're, they're pretty tiny, fit in the palm of your hand probably no taller than an inch and a half, like essentially my member size. Uh, but behind <laughs> him, we're then using Hot Toys Din, so one six scale. And then the crest way in the back, I believe is a micro squadron. So it's super small. So Jesse's kind of using the, the old force perspective effect to layer in figures of different scale, but thanks to camera placement, the distance of the background objects, they all look cohesive, like they belong together. So a little, little breakdown for you. Beautiful stuff there. Great uh, use of, like you said, multiple figure sizes. Great use of use of space in the in the image as well to really fill the composition and have this awesome shot with this little cute baby Grogu chewing on some Beskar. Um, and that's at Jesse, I'm going to say Fireson, F-E-Y-E-R-E-I-S-E-N on Instagram. Fireisen. Uh, that's Verizon. Verizon. I don't know. Jesse Verizon. Je- Jesse, send us a phonetical spelling of Verizon. your name. Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works uh, though. You remember the one guy, like, uh, I'll say it wrong, but now I know how to say it. Like we, we were calling him like Gillamane. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's yeah. Gee, gee, it, it, no, he actually, yeah. bro, he he went so far to send me like a link to have it pronounced that's, through that, translate, and he's like, "Okay, here you go. It's Guiyam, Guiyam." Oh, so we can okay. learn, okay. but you need to teach us. Remember, we're stupid. So for now, we are very. It's dumb. at Jesse Verizon until we we that's learn right. the actual pronunciation. 
That's right. But anyway, that's the end of the top five. That's the end of our show for this week. We hope that you enjoyed all of the NFL football talk, all of the DC Universe <laughs> yeah, you talk. Yeah, you never know. I mean, yeah, yeah, DC, Bat chimed <laughs> in. He seemed to like the sports. You, you just don't know. Like I said, there does seem to be a certain population of, of geeks, dorks, and nerds that if you say sports, it's almost like you're a bad guy. Like, oh, no, yeah. you're, you're one of those popular people. How dare you talk sports ball in front of us? But listen... It's a passion, just like uh, like I, I've actually been chiming in the chat a little bit on the keyboard today. But uh, in in my life, it's like Star Wars, sports. When it comes to who what I listen to on the radio, it's Stern, local sports talk. I mean, that's just what I fill my my downtime with. So uh, yeah, hey, you, you never know what you're gonna get on the Star Wars time show. So like they're saying in the in the live stream chat here, make sure to hit that like button if you are watching live. Let's try to pump up some numbers on this episode. And as always, as we shut down an episode of the SWTS, we just we're here to remind you we need more friends. Get out there, hit the streets, recruit, bring them in, indoctrinate them, whatever you got to do. We like having people to hang out with, chat with. You know, a few weeks ago, the chat was scrolling by, a bunch of new people in there. Clearly, we didn't resonate because they're all gone, but that's what Nick and I are, are, are used to. Um, but, you know, we're, just, we're, we're looking to have some fun, and it's always more fun with more Star Wars fans and like-minded individuals. So don't forget about StarWarsTime.net out there on the interwebs. That's our home base. You can find a lot of our uh, links to sub to the show on YouTube, to sub to it on podcast platforms. And, and really all we ask you to do, if you are already subbed up, is uh, on YouTube, always like and comment on our content. I'll typically put out some short form content within the week. We'd, we'd love for you to like it, leave a content, maybe even share it on your own socials. And on the podcast platform, same deal. You got to tell the AI, you got to tell chat GPT, Star Wars time show is good. They're stupid, but it's fun and worth listening to for two to three hours a week. That way, more people will just automatically be directed to the SWTS. And besides, we, we, we've got some plans for, for this year, okay? Well, you know, we're, we got new Star Wars to talk through April. But if you remember last week, we're spitballing this first ever Star Wars time show, Star Wars D&D special. We've been out recruiting. We, we haven't given up already, okay? I think we have our... Um, we definitely have three players. I think we, we got the players. I, I think we're, we're close on players. Um, so far, Sir Dork and Trevor are committed. I've been working on, on Press Paws, a.k.a. Connor. Um, he, he bit a little bit, not fully committed yet. We'll see. Maybe after the show, I'll check to see if he replied. Uh, but once we get our, our players set, then we're going to have our meeting, which will flesh out the details for those in the group. And then from there, obviously, as we do every Tuesday, we'll come here and just kind of live plan it out. And before you know it, we'll be doing our Star Wars D&D hosted by Dungeon Master Big Dog Nick, who's going to write the story. We're going to be the characters and at least two of us, maybe all of us have never done this before. So it's going to be it, just the, the shit show potential should be worth a view and your support. <laughs> so Keep talking it up. Keep promoting the show. Anytime you run into a Star Wars fan, young, old, maybe not too young because of our mouths or my mouth, 
just just point them to StarWarsTime.net because there really is always time for Star Wars time, my friends. Don't forget that. Even if stuff's, you know, uh, even if we're not pushing narratives, if we're self-contained, there truly is still time to enjoy a little bit of Star Wars. So tune in. Tuesday's on the live. Wednesday, the podcast gets posted, but it's really just the same show as Tuesdays. StarWarsTime.net. Don't forget it. All right? And as always, as we leave you, we will remind you with some sage advice. If these guys talking radio in here on... <laughs> you motherfuckers got me off track. Sorry, it's, it's a stern thing, radio. Apparently in the South, you can sell shit on, on the radio, Nick, like you, you're calling back, Hey, I got some chickens for sale. I'm like, all right, how much you want? Maybe $5. And another guy calling, I want one of my goddamn chickens. It's just whatever. So Sal and Richard always harass them, but it's time to go. <laughs> Nick's done. He's only paid for two and a half to three hours a week. So we're coming up against the clock where I'm going to have to give him his bonus. So let's say goodbye. My friends. Remember, if you listen to the star Wars time show, the force will be with you always.